The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 15, 64, 50, 80, 90, hey, hey! Hey, you guys. Oh, my God. Welcome to a very pretty podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Jimmy. And with me as always is the other host of the show, Tag. Uh, hello, Yuletide greetings. Hola. And on this podcast, we celebrate classic iconic TV shows as we break them down one episode at a time. What we do, Tag, as you know, mm-hmm. we break, we take this episode. Uh-huh. We break it down. Mm. We move on to another show and get you used to the island life, complete with Japanese sailors' huts and big assholes, only to throw you back into the Brady house, only this time with shoulder pads and creepy-ass mustaches. All for you, the listener. On today's episode, we look at the TV movie, A Very Brady Christmas, Part 2. Mm. If you haven't watched this movie, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to. But it might make it a hell of a lot more funny if you do. A Very Brady Christmas is available to stream nowhere. Nowhere. Not even to pay. <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> we had to stream it off of archive.org. The episode is brought to you by Jim Larison. Jim 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 Larison. That's just how I always said it in my head too. Because remember when you said like we should come up with like a jingle, you know? Okay, go ahead. And Tech record one. Jim Tech has your jingle. Go ahead. No, no, I don't have it yet. Oh, oh. But I was like trying to think of it today, and I was like, going to be like, you'd be like a couple of piano keys, like ding, 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 like Jim Larison, and then I was going to hmm. go bing at the end. Right. I, I think I might have don't something. Say, don't that- say right. Don't blow it off. You're like right. Like we thought of the same thing at the same time. I think I might have something that might work in in the meantime. For the Midwest National Anthem. (laughs) Save big money at Menards. There you go. But no, we, yeah, me and and Tech were talking. We want to come up with a Jim Larison jingle. So, yeah. Yeah. Apparently we thought of the same thing at the same time, and I think it's amazing, and you're just like, yeah, cool, whatever. Well, no, I meant like a real one, not like us making it up on the spot. <laughs> I meant like actually recording one. Yes, I'm talking about a real oh. one. Today, I was I was actually going to have I had some time. I was like, let me try to record one and do one. So like, let's hear it. I just did it. <laughs> you, were, But it's not recorded. Like, <laughs> No, I didn't get a chance to do it. But I thought it was amazing that we had the same idea. Oh, 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 oh. Because I was all Jim Larison. Oh, oh then, I get what you're saying now. And then the little bing at the end. And that's exactly what you just did. And I was like, oh my God, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but let me play this video. No, but Jimmy, we just started the same. Okay, but here's well, my Well, because I, I did the same thing last time. Like the same jingle last time. That's why I, that's why I wasn't getting it. What's up? Mm. You know, I mean, never well, it was mostly the, the bing at the end. Bing. Yeah, we didn't really discuss that. <laughs> Anyway, so this episode is brought to us by Jim Larson. Jim Larson. <laughs> <laughs> so how was your week? <laughs> it was all right. It was good. I just worked. That's really about it. Worked or worked it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a long time since I've worked it, but so I just worked. 
Just get on the dance floor and ex- express yourself through the art of dance, Dak. And yeah. just work it. I probably could have had I gone to my Christmas party that my company was having this weekend. Actually, what? right now. It's happening right now. Why, well, why didn't you go? I just don't know enough people yet. And I think it'll just be awkward because of the couple people I do know, like I would just be bothering them all night. You know? mm. So where, where you go? are you going to the bathroom? Or are you going to? Oh, you go, okay. All right. I'll, I'll wait here. Come back. You know, it's like I would have just went there and like ate and just like freaking walked around with a drink and <laughs> just kind of stand sort of kind of near a group of people. So it looks like you're not by yourself. <laughs> stand out, stand outside of the restrooms and it looks like you're waiting for your girlfriend. Oh, yes. <laughs> It'd yes. just be weird, though. Uh-huh, okay. It reminds me of a, a long time ago when <laughs> I was traveling and I was stranded in this town overnight because I ran out of gas. Is this when you were moving to California? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I was uh, stranded in this old town in Texas. With a U-Haul truck, the, so you went and, and saw yeah. a movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what little <clears throat> cash I had left, and I was like, well... So I looked, counted my mind. I was like, oh, the movie is playing. So I was like, right across the street. So I was like, oh, let's kill a couple hours. I go watch a movie. It was something about Mary was the movie. Mm, okay. And uh, so I was like, God, I feel like going to the movie by myself. It's so stupid. And I feel like a loser. And I was like, I know what I'll do when I sit in the theater. I'll act like I'm waiting for somebody. You know, I'll be like, every time somebody comes in, I'll kind of look down. and be like, oh, not yet. Look at my watch. You know, I'll be like, oh, not yet. And then the movie starts and I'm like. Score did it, made it, and then I realized it looks like I got stood up. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it looks like you're just like, like hmm, fuck it, she's missing the movie. <laughs> you just sit there and watch it. Anyway. She could have got an accent, she could have died. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna watch this movie because there is something about Mary. Hmm. <laughs> it's like to this day, I refuse to eat alone in a restaurant. Yeah, I've never, I, I, I refuse, I won't do either. It. Yeah. <laughs> nope. But, uh, how was your week? Mine was pretty good. We um, celebrated. Well, we didn't celebrate, but I had a birthday and oh, I celebrated yeah, by right, going to right. work. So that's fine. And I got a ton of Facebook messages on Facebook. <laughs> and man, like so many people. And I had to go through a bunch and say thanks. And it was <laughs> is, crazy. Is that sarcasm? Or? What's that? Is that sarcasm? No. No, look at my Facebook. You see a shit ton of them. <laughs> okay. Well, good. Good. I know mine was one of them. <laughs> and I know I had to specifically request a thank you from me, which was kind of awkward. To yeah, do. that was kind of, that was kind of awkward. Did <laughs> <laughs> you like thanking other people? Yeah. Even the people that commented on my post to you for happy birthday, <laughs> you thanked. But I, what did I get from you? Thumbs up. Yeah, it was kind of awkward. I mean, it's like. It's, it's my day. Let's make it about you, Tech. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even. Re- it's funny because I started going through and thanking everybody, and I reached a point of just like, because you were like one of the first ones. You were like the night before, kind of, well, sort of, kind of. It was um, early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> but like later in the day, it's almost like people join the bandwagon and you get more and more people. <laughs> and after a while, I was just like, I can't. I can't. I've been wanting to go in and say I thanks. I wait till later that night. Right. Or like the next day is when you're like, hey, thanks for all the birthday. Yeah, it's, I mean, you go through and you like Tuesday them. There, and I still What's that? <laughs> you just go through and do the likes throughout the day. You just do the likes. Keep up yeah. with the likes. And that's really about it. Yeah. But you have to do a heart instead of a like because then, you know, it takes an extra half a second. So I'm not going to do that. No. Okay. No. Sorry. Unless it's somebody I like I actually care about. 
Right. Not that that sounded mean. <laughs> it's not like I don't care about you. You get like I mean like <laughs> you know like a family member or like a girlfriend or something yeah, like yeah, that. You know. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I well then again you're one of the few people that like reached out to me, you know, outside of Facebook and said happy birthday. Yeah. You know, only a handful of people did that. So. Oh, yes. My three brothers did, uh, and one of my sisters did. So. Well, good. You know, good four good. out of five ain't bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Are you counting, Rick? Or <laughs> no? Okay, because he's he's dead. Tech. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, my my sister contacted. <laughs> I think I contacted my six, five or six of my brothers and sisters. What the fuck? Well, Jimmy, the one's dead. No, the only oh, yeah, one that didn't right. was my sister. My sister, Donna. <laughs> she didn't. So. Donna, really? She's so maternal. Yeah. Apparently she ain't. <laughs> but no, it's okay. Just, you know, not. she'll have her birthday. Hmm. <laughs> so I'm coming up. See what, yep, see what, see what up. I'll do. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna be like, I do have another brother, don't I? Huh. Yeah. Anyways, <clears throat> but no, I don't. It didn't bother me. Gotcha. I was surprised my bro- my oldest brother reached out just because we've only seen each other a handful of times my entire life, <laughs> and that's not against him. It's just you know when you're 22, 23 years apart, it's kind of hard to yeah. you know relate. So it was kind of neat talking to him. I talked to him for a little bit. So that was cool. I talked to my brother, Steve. And I talked to my brother, Ken, my sister, Kelly. Yeah. Well, good. Hell yeah. Good, good. good. Yep. Prove to Megan that I have brothers and sisters. She's like, oh, sure. I'm, I'm curious to see all these brothers and sisters you claim to have. You know, you know how that goes. <laughs> it sounds familiar. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice, nice segue. Boom. Like butter. <laughs> Smooth like butter. So what did you think of this part of the episode or part of the movie rather? Um, it was, um, overwhelming, <laughs> overwhelming or underwhelming, overwhelming yeah. just with all the people in the room and everybody's talking at once. It's just like, Oh my God. I know every, we, my family has a reunion every year annually. And I know when we all arrive, it's like 38 minutes of us just talking over each other <laughs> and kissing each other on the mouth and, <laughs> Like nonstop say, hugging the same person like, like five hugs times and mouth kisses yeah, and then picking up random children and you don't even know who they belong to. And so it's all about that. Yeah. <laughs> Which one are you? Yeah. <laughs> Who's your daddy? What does he do? And then yeah. it's, it's also, we have this quirky little tradition, you know, where the, the very last sibling to show up has to go, is there room for one more? And then they have to <laughs> run in and join the big mosh pit. You know, that's kind of neat. Um, and then he realizes it's just Jan. There's like, oh, never mind. Oh, fuck Jan. <laughs> that was my joke in the episode. I probably shouldn't have. A little, little teaser of what's coming up. But if you notice, really, yeah, if you notice really quick, like really quick, if you notice really close, what am I, look, what am I trying to say? If you look if you really look closely, closely, yeah, if you watch really closely, yeah, you'll, you'll tell who, who Peter likes, you know, which one of his family members he likes and he don't like. Because, <laughs> you know, certain person get kisses on the mouth. And other ones oh. just get kisses on the cheek, and some don't get kisses at all. So, you're saying. So, I should watch Peter for that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What about Greg? I felt like he probably mouth kissed Cindy. Like, no, he only, I think he only mouth, <laughs> mouth kissed his mom. 
but like like um peter mouth kissed his mom and then he mouth kissed um no greg mouth kissed uh marcia as well and i think peter did as well um but i think um jan as far as peter goes pan got a kiss on the cheek pan did i say pam jan <laughs> wrong, got a kiss show. on the cheek yeah but cindy didn't get shit she ain't nothing because they don't know hardly know her right <laughs> who the fuck yeah. is this uh, <laughs> and Bobby looks so cool with his leather jacket on. <laughs> He's like expecting him to go, hey, yeah. like the Fonz. And it's and like shit. a World War II bomber jacket. It's like you couldn't get him something a little bit more modern than that. Damn, he wore that <laughs> shit in the eighties, <laughs> especially in California. Anyways, we won't get into that again. <laughs> so yeah, the consistency of dressing for the weather. Yes. <laughs> An old Brady Bunch trope. Yeah, I, I, it's part of my notes, but it's like they show Bobby and he's got a leather jacket on and they got to play like electric guitars and shit. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> we get it. He's the fucking rebel. We get it. But God. He's be so, the rebel. <laughs> he'll be so stereotypical about it. God damn. You can tell a bunch of 90 year olds wrote that script. <laughs> on the back of it was like a big old letter that said Jesse James Gang. <laughs> <laughs> he rides in on a Harley. What? <laughs> <laughs> we're getting off track we are we are so we'll uh we'll wind it back in we'll take a break reset and then we'll come mm-hmm. back to talk about uh, a very brady christ mass part two <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh yep so we will be back So this is where we take our first break, and we will be back. And this is where I take my first break to the little podcaster's room. I will be right back. (laughs) All right. Have fun, but not too much fun. (laughs) Son, is that you? Oh, wow. Hi. Tack and Jimmy, I presume? Nope. I'm just Tack. I'm... Can I help you? How did you even get in here? Dude, I told you I was in the bathroom. Who are you talking... Oh. Hi, um, who is this? The name's Frank, but my friends call me Herbie McWafflebottom. Oh, hey, Herbie. No, Herbie. Anyways, I really need your help. Let me explain. I'm an elf, and I'm here for your assistance. Santa came to you a couple times for help and raved about the gifts he got. This year is his anniversary of being Santa, yada, yada, yada. And we wanted to get him something special. And I need to talk to H-E-I-C-O-G. Wait, our what? <sighs> Head elf in charge of gifts. Oh, is that all? Well, we really don't have elves. We just directed him to the website, fun.com. Yeah, I remember that. But while you're here, I've always wanted to ask this. Did any of the movies get the North Pole in the workshop right? And where do baby elves even come from? Does Santa really know all of your elf names? And when you fart, does it really smell like candy canes? No, no, I thought those were reindeer farts. But do elf boogers really taste like gingerbread? Ooh, I bet they do. Oh, I want gingerbread boogers. Right? Ooh, and is it true that tinsel comes from Santa's nose hairs? No, I thought there was the hairs from his... Can we focus, please? Get back to fun.com. Sorry. Um, but yeah, we told them about a few things on fun.com. They have ugly Christmas sweaters, and this year they've added sweaters from G.I. Joe, Lord of the Rings, and Hasbro. What do you think about that, Mr. McWaffle Iron? Ugh, it's McWaffle Bottom. But that's great you remember. You know, Santa does get cold when he watches Christmas movies. That's a good start. 
Do they have anything else? If you like that, then you'll also love their shoes and slippers. This year, Fun.com added Care Bears, Fraggle Rock, Labyrinth, The Nightmare Before Christmas, ooh, and even Michael Myers. Oh no, he still has nightmares about that movie. But he does love him some Fraggle Rock. Wait a minute, Santa watched Halloween? No, The Nightmare Before Christmas. They kidnapped Santa in that movie. Oh, good point. Well, this year, Fun.com added throw blankets. They have X-Men, Gremlins, The Dark Crystal, and The Princess Bride. Wow, I can see why Santa loves Fun.com. All those sound amazing. I think Santa will love them. So does Fun.com have elves I need to email or get a hold of or send a text? No, just go to Fun.com using the link on our show notes to receive 15% off your entire purchase. You guys are all right. I can see why Santa likes you. No problem at all. Hey, can you stay and do the show? Can't. It's bowling night, and tonight is two-for-one eggnog. Wait, they even have pet sweaters? Aw, Sugars is going to love that. Hey, have a Merry Christmas and enjoy your gifts. Even if you do wear, should I say, questionable Halloween costumes. I'll see ya. He kind of smelled like candy canes. He did. Wait. Ew. We are back. Okay. We have the TV movie, A Very Brady Christmas. So Mm -hmm. let's get into this. Some facts about the movie. Sounds weird. (laughs) It first aired in 1988. Mm. Me and Tack, Tack and I had a budding friendship. (laughs) Totes adorbs. In fact, I still have the blossoming. We were still in a honeymoon phase. I still have the ornament on the tree. Uh, Written by Sherwood (laughs) and Lloyd. Jay Schwartz, directed by Peter Baldwin. Hey, do you think? (laughs) (laughs) No. No, okay. So according to IMDb, at the start of filming, Robert Reed, Barry Williams, Christopher Knight, and Mike Lukenland all had mustaches. (laughs) Producer Sherwood, Sherwood Schwartz insisted that at least two of them shave or else. He joked he'd have to rename the film a very Brady mustache. <laughs> Christopher and Mike would shave their mustaches while Robert Reed and Barry Williams kept theirs. Hmm. Paramount Home Video issued this film on VHS in 1992 in limited quantities as the special was largely reviled by both viewers and critics. Over time, however, the reunion show gained credibility and prompted genuine affection as one of the final efforts, however flawed, of the original Brady television series, especially with the, pra- with the passing of Robert Reed and Ann B. Davis. As such, demand for the show became so great with digital bootlegs of the video cassette proliferating during each and every holiday season that Paramount Home Entertainment was finally moved to issue the film on DVD in 2017, 25 years after the original VHS release. <laughs> um, I like the uh, <laughs> digital bootlegs. Yeah. I just picture like in downtown New York where somebody's like, hey, <laughs> kid, hey, kid, come, come here. here. <laughs> I got a very, very Christmas right here. <laughs> I got something for you to watch. Jacket. 
How? <laughs> on this on this big ass CRT TV around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> The film references several pilot points of the voice of Christmas from the first season. The most notable scene in which the Brady kids find themselves congregating in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve, drawn together by their shared pain. In the original, they converge around the Christmas tree, whereas in the reunion, they commiserate around the kitchen table. Somebody has a thesaurus on that one. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Former Los Angeles radio hosts Mark and Brian can be seen as concerned onlookers in the construction scene. Mm. Do you remember them? Those guys, Mark and nope. Brian. Oh my god, they had like a TV show back in the eighties. Remember the Adventures of Mark and Brian? Nope. <laughs> oh my god, we we watched it. When we were like in middle school. I don't remember watching it. Oh, it was just like a. These two dudes that went on adventures. It was basically like a YouTube channel. <laughs> they would, like, they went on, like, the vomit comment. They would go on, just do stupid stuff like mm, that. Okay. Yeah. And this is a show that you and I watched. Hmm, yeah. I don't remember. So now, Tech is going to tell you where we left off last week, but in an Australian accent. No, 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 no. <laughs> what? So now Tech's going to tell us where we left off last week in a British Cockney accent. <laughs> <laughs> British Cockney. Uh... When we, when we last left off, I don't know how to do cockney. Ah. All right, you just don't know. <laughs> okay. When we last left off, Mike and Carol have decided, instead of going on a trip for Christmas, that they pay to have all the kids with their families fly out for, well, for Christmas. It had been many years since all the Bradys were under one roof. Alice, meanwhile, has come to stay with Mike and Carol due to Sam cheating on her and leaving her for a younger rump. See what I did there? <laughs> and so far, Marsha and Greg are both having difficulties getting their spouses to agree to the family trip. Man, I wonder if they can have any more scenes where Sam gets roasted. <laughs> <sighs> I just sold my mouth. My God. All right. So you ready to fade in? I am ready to fade in. All right. So in that case, let's fade in. <laughs> Right out of the gate, we're treated to a close-up of Carol lighting a candle along with soft music playing softly oh, in the background. That's too many oh, softs. <laughs> Wearing a black dress, she begins saying, Mike, about the building, the one on 34th and Oak. I get the most curious call from Ted Roberts. I know the plans meet building and safety code specifications, but he wants you to reconsider some new structural modifications. Well, if it doesn't make any difference, that's one thing. But if it really matters, I'll agree with you no matter what you decide. You know, like a liar. <laughs> As the camera pans out, we see they're sitting at the dining room table and she's talking to Alice, who responds mm. with, works for me, Mrs. Brady. <laughs> of course, screech. <laughs> of course, I don't, I don't make as good of a Mr. Brady as Mr. Brady does, you know. Unless you want to go see. <laughs> no, she didn't say. That would have been funny if she did. Just then, Mike comes home with a, hi, honey. Hi, Alice. He glances at the table and says, whoa, what are the candles for? 
Hmm. Carol, who seems unprepared somehow, says, Mike, uh, I have something important to tell you. Mike, while putting his jacket away, says, yeah, you're not pregnant. Carol gives him a look, you know, the same one that I get from my wife when I make a fart joke. (laughs) (laughs) Carol comes back with, I said important, not ridiculous. Oh, shit. Alice hands Carol two wine glasses and says, if you two will excuse me. Alice smiles as Carol nervously takes the wine glass over to Mike. Mike takes the glass with a red, my favorite year, as he kisses his wife. As they sit on the couch, Carol tries to make small talk, asking, so how was work today? Mike says, well, fine. I got everything cleared off my desk for the holidays. Mike then asks, how was your work? He then starts laughing and says, sorry, I just can't ask that with a straight face. (laughs) (laughs) Carol explains, oh, I got the Harrisons to come up $2,000 on the Winstead place. And I also got the Winsteads to come down $2,000. Mike, unsure how to respond, says, oh, that's great. Carol finishes saying, but they're still $74,000 apart. Mike just chuckles. (laughs) Carol, trying to lead into what she really wants to talk about, says, well, I guess I have trouble with my work. And you have trouble with your work. In fact, Mike says... Sometimes I'm sorry you ever mentioned my name to Ted Roberts. Mm. Carol, shocked to hear this, begins to choke on her wine. Mike, not used to seeing Carol choke on anything, asks, (laughs) are you all right? (laughs) (sighs) Carol nods and says, I'm fine. Just fine. Mike goes on. He's the only thing ruining my Christmas. Carol, now getting frustrated, says, if you think it's wrong, don't do it. She then Mm. gets up and storms off. Mike chuckles and says, I haven't told you what he wants me to do. Carol now pacing for some reason says, Mike, I know the building plans meet building and safety code specifications, but he wants you to reconsider some new structural modifications. Now it doesn't make any difference. That's one thing, but if it really matters, I'll agree with you no matter what you decide. She then sits down exasperated. Mike chuckles and says, that was really good. Carol admits I've been rehearsing. Mike begins getting serious, asking, Roberts, talk to you. Carol nods and says, yes, he wanted me to influence you. Mike sighs and says, well, I know exactly what to do about Ted Roberts. Mike then smiles and says, let's talk about pleasanter things. You know, because that's a word. Carol smiles Mm -hmm. like the immature child she is and asks, like Christmas? (laughs) Mike says, yes. Carol asks, and you'll straighten things out with Ted Roberts? Mike comes back with, you got that right. Were you able to get in touch with the kids? Carol explains, so for Marsha, Wally, and their kids are set. And Greg, Kevin, and Nora, but I haven't been able to reach anybody else. Mike thinks for a moment and says, let's try the others. Carol asks, now? We're almost ready to eat. Mike smiles and says, first things first. Carol agrees as they get up to make the phone calls. Hmm. So it was kind of unusual watching them drink alcohol. Yeah, usually it's coffee. <laughs> coffee. Um, although there was that one episode where Mike did get a drink early in like season one. Oh shit. And they were like they're like, meh, let's not do that anymore. Oh damn. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Um you can tell that Mike doesn't really care about where Carol works. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, mean? How was your work? 
Like that's just the way he said it. He's like, <laughs> whatever the hell you do all day and pretend like you're making money. <laughs> um, I do. I do love how Alice is all excited for Carol. Like she went from her life being completely ruined to being a housekeeper and somehow giving a shit how Carol's afternoon's going to go talking to her husband. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But is, is pleasanter a word? If I feel like that's not a word, I feel like it's more pleasant. I think it is, but let's, uh, let's see what Google has to say. I'm just going to highlight it and right click. Cause I, I find it hard to believe that Robert Reed would <laughs> go along with it. If it wasn't a word, <laughs> that's not a word. And I'm not saying that I'm not going to look stupid. I'm not going to look stupid. Hell, why don't I say strawberries? <laughs> Hand me that chicken outfit. Why don't I just say strawberry jam has a smell? Ass. <laughs> pleasant. Adjective. It says pleasanter or pleasantest. Okay. All right. Okie dokie. Scene two. Ooh. We now see the blonde chick from Charles in Charge along with friend Belinda. And they're looking through travel brochures. Ooh. Belinda says... These are brochures from Aspen Vale Steamboat Sun Valley Mm -hmm. Steamboat name of a town. That's what it said in the transcript. Cindy says, great, but which snow is the best? Belinda says, which guys are the best? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) They both laugh as the phone rings. Belinda gets up to answer it with a Steve. By the way, when she said Steve on the phone, Mm -hmm. Like, it sounded like a squeak. And I thought it was like a, a noise. And then I hear like, meep. And then I hear, Steve? Who's Steve? You know. I was like, did yeah, she like, say Steve. something there? Like that, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Linda gets up and it's the phone with a Steve. Mike on the other end says, no, it's not Steve. She tries again asking, Rory? Mike chuckles and says, no. She asks, Ross? Chandler? Joey? No. That would be funny if at least one time Mike was like, ew, no. <laughs> <laughs> Richard? <clears throat> Mike finally says, I'm sorry, it's Mike. She excitedly replies, oh, hi, Mike. Wow, you sound older. <laughs> Mike replies, I probably am. I'm Cindy's father. She covers up the phone and whispers to Cindy, it's for you. It's your dad. He sounds cute. <laughs> Cindy's like, he's not for you, trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Barking up the wrong tree in the wrong neighborhood. (laughs) Cindy confused says, he's not cute, he's dad. (laughs) She then picks up the phone and says, hi, dad. Mike says, hi, sweetheart. We'd like you to come home for Christmas. Cindy almost sounded disappointed, asks, home? (laughs) What happened to Japan and Greece? Mike says, well, we had a change of plans. All of us together at Christmas. Wouldn't that be terrific? Cindy, almost again disappointed, replies, yeah, terrific. She then gives her friend a look and says, home for Christmas. Mike, with his bullshit detector still in top-notch shape, asks, Cindy, everything all right at school? Cindy quickly replies, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are my last finals and I'm out of college for good. As she says this, her friend Belinda sits on the edge of the bed and gives Cindy that look. You know, the one, the... Subtle look that says, Look at this motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, smiling and reminiscing, says, Boy, it's hard to believe. Tess, you're still our little girl. Cindy smiles and says, Yeah, I guess I am. Mike, still talking to her like she's a child, says, 
Well, we'll see you at Christmas, okay? Okay, give daddy a little smile. Can you give daddy a smile? Are you smiling, baby? Are you? Oh. And then they both hang up. Belinda stands up, still with a look of disbelief, and says, I can't believe I just overheard what I just overheard. Cindy comes back with, yeah, well, you shouldn't have been listening. <laughs> Belinda, still irritated, asks, you're not going to scheme with the rest of us, right? Cindy, seeing she isn't even trying to understand, says, look, Belinda, my folks want me to come home. Belinda, not seeing how she could choose family of her friends, apparently asks, and you're going. And you're giving up a trip with the whole gang. <laughs> come on, Cindy, you're an adult. Sorry, you're an adult. <laughs> The state recognizes it. Belinda then turns and walks away in anger. She then turns back with a whisper of her hair and says, why can't your parents see that too? And she thought to herself that that probably stung. <laughs> it felt good. I bet you Cindy's like, oh God, that was, that was a good one. It was good. Cindy, unsure what to say, he says, I'm the youngest. The one in curls. No. <laughs> Everybody just always assumes they're going to go along with everything. A lot of times for lower pay when I could be on a honeymoon <laughs> in Jamaica. <laughs> and besides, <laughs> I do want to see my brothers and sisters and the whole family. Belinda says, you're graduating college. This is a time to bust out. Not a time to go home and run home to little daddy. Are you daddy's little princess? You daddy's little naughty girl? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a little. We gonna go make out with group. your brother in the doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> not not a time to go home and listen to the same stories you've heard a hundred times. Cindy, thanks for a moment and asks, you know something? You're right. I mean, why do I have to do what everybody else wants me to do? Belinda, seeing she's making Cindy do exactly what she wants her to do by telling her not to do whatever he wants her to do. <laughs> Just sits and smiles and saying, exactly. Cindy, now with a new sense of confidence, says, for once, I'm going to do what I want to do. Belinda, now excited, asks rhetorically, and what do you want to do? Cindy says, I don't know. Maybe I'll ask my folks. Belinda says, oh, no, as they fall backwards onto the bed mm. and they start making out and scissoring and stuff. And she's like, ah. so, um, <laughs> so I have a surprising amount of notes on this. Okay. Um, first off, it's kind of neat that you can tell us before the Internet because they have to get brochures, brochures and shit. They can't <laughs> yeah. just go into the yeah. website. Um, she thinks might sounds hot. That was kind of funny. Hmm. Um, why did she say adult? <clears throat> You're an adult. That's how when you're. Officially an adult, you say adult. Oh, okay. That's what it the kids say. The I thought that's something you were up on. <laughs> um, if her and Jan, her and fake Jan got in a fight, who do you think will win? <laughs> um, well, I feel like this chick is bigger than fake Jan. Okay. Because fake Jan looked like she was about 85 pounds. That's true. She did, yeah. And this chick looked like she was a healthy like 110, 115. Well, plus you know if this chick won... Fake Jan would kill herself. You know she would. <laughs> she does look like the type. Yeah. Well, because that's that was every scene. She's like, yeah, she's I, just like I wish I was dead. I just want to die. Oh yeah. my god. Why are we all still alive? Yeah. Um. So I thought it was kind of funny that her friend wants her to make her own decisions. Yeah. She tries to tell her what decisions to make. I was kind of <laughs> manipulative, um, manipulative little bitch. <laughs> 
why the the last thing she says, she's like, maybe I'll ask my folks. And then she does this whole like like she catches herself saying she's like oh like that and they fall into bed. Mm-hmm. Why is she playing that off like that's serious? Like that was probably written as a joke that Cindy would make. Like I don't think Cindy's that stupid. Like she catches what she said. Like you know what I mean? I don't think Cindy would really ask her folks what decision to make. Like I don't so know. I just thought you, that was kind of. How do you think the line should have been said? Go action. Well, I mean, I think I think it would have been. Cindy making a joke to her friend. Like, I don't know. I'll ask my folks. And then her friend starts to get mad and kind of looks at Cindy and Cindy gives that look. She's like, Oh, like you're kidding. I think it's one of those kind of things. Not like maybe I'll ask my folks. Oh, silly me. Look at me resorting back to, you know, I don't yeah, know. There's I didn't a like line later that I feel the same way that she said wrong. Yeah. I don't think she got it. Maybe she didn't watch the Brady Bunch. I don't know, but I don't think she got a lot of the jokes. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that soon when we get to it. It's when she first arrives at the house. Yeah. But we'll get there. Oh. Scene three. For the first time since I believe the Hawaii vacation, we are at yeah. one of Mike's job sites. Oh, yeah, it's true. Ironically named Robert's Plaza. Did you catch that? Oh, I mm-hmm. read. Mike grabs his helmet <laughs> and gets out of his car. <laughs> he begins walking through the construction site until we finally hear Ted yelling, Mike. Mike replies, <laughs> Ted and they shake hands. <laughs> Ted pats him on the shoulder and says, "Glad you can make it, Mike." Mike, in a cool dad sort of way, asks, "What's up?" <laughs> Ted begins explaining, "Well, you know what we're sitting on here. We're not sitting on shale. We're sitting on solid granite." Mike, with one hand in his pocket, nods and says, "Ted, I I know what the soil is. <laughs> I still insist on a larger margin of safety here." Ted argues. I own a lot of buildings. I never had any problems. Not one. Mike, trying to be convincing, says, I want you to keep your perfect record. That's the reason for the design modifications. Ted steps in all sleazy-like and says, I figured you might change your mind after you talk to your wife. Oh, shit. Ted smiles and chuckles a little. Mike, getting irritated, says... I can't for the life of me understand why you'd want to involve Carol in this. Mm -hmm. Ted grabs both of Mike's shoulders and says, because this is important to me. I'm not asking you to do anything against the building code, but you want heavier columns and that requires larger footings. And that's adding almost 10% to my cost. Now that's hitting me where I live. Mike tries to interrupt saying, now, wait a minute. But Ted just keeps on talking, saying, (laughs) and there's nothing that indicates these modifications are necessary. Mike, finally able to talk, says, Ted, listen, you pay me for my experience and my expertise. That's what I'm giving you. Mike gives him a look as if he just picked himself up and dropped him. (laughs) Then says, you got anything else to show me? Ted, now with his hands on his hips, says... There are other architects in town. Mike takes a long pause. (laughs) Doing this? (laughs) Well, (laughs) be my guest. (laughs) Mike smiles, shakes Ted's hand and says, if I don't see you for a while, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Mike then walks away. Like a motherfucking boss. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. 
That was some Clint Eastwood shit he pulled on him. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm glad uh I'm glad Mike brought his hard hat with him to the job site, but it doesn't work unless he wears it. Hell yeah. And I haven't seen paws that big since they went camping. <laughs> <laughs> But like anytime, like I've been on job sites like that before, like there are signs that say you cannot cross this line without wearing a hard hat. Okay. And so he, like you so would just think go Mike around that would line. know that. Not just holding it in your hand. Like oh, I right. got my hard hat. What? And like you have to be wearing your hard hat if you oh, cross you mean, wait, this They're not line. like a force field? <laughs> no. So it's just kind of weird that he wouldn't, he wasn't wearing it. It's kind of odd. Mm. Okay. But I'm also very impressed that Mike sticks to his guns here, even if it does mean losing a major client. So. Hey, it's Mike fucking Brady. He don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. He's close to retirement. He don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> I really don't like Ted. What? Like at all. Yeah, right? That's weird. I mean, it's just, this guy tries. No, this guy, Ted, is so bad at convincing people. Like... <laughs> That's hitting me where I live. Does that ever work? Has that ever worked on anybody? Like, like homeboy <laughs> owns a lot of buildings. That's in his own words. I own a lot of buildings. Yeah. Like, he ain't hurting where you live. You fucking own buildings upon buildings. Like 10% of this ain't shit to you. I mean, don't, don't mean shit. Don't mean nothing. At least I hope it's not. Good Lord. Well, it's just a power move on his part. He don't give a shit about the money. He just don't want other people telling him what to do. He's an ass. He also doesn't want to spend money. It's how the rich stay richer. Exactly. They don't spend money they don't need to. Because he's a dick. <laughs> but you have a good point there. If he's if he owns that many buildings and ten percent of his cost has gone up a little bit, like he's gone up ten percent. Right. And that's hitting him at where he lives. Right. He's not handling his finances very well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, how is he affording this building right now? Yeah. <laughs> like maybe you shouldn't be doing this project at all if ten percent is really messy. Is it gonna hurt you? Exactly, yeah. Zine folk. We now find ourselves in an impressive, granted 80s, but impressive office. We see a professional-looking woman behind a professional-looking desk when the professional phone rings very professionally. The lady lady presses the professional button and says, yes. The woman on the phone says, professional Peter Brady is here. (laughs) The lady says, good, send him in. Just then, Peter walks in and professionally says, <laughs> Hello, Miss Thomas. Miss Thomas greets him and says, Come in, Mr. Brady, professionally. <laughs> the woman pushes a button under her desk, which professionally closes the professional door <laughs> to her office automatically. Peter stands and watches the door close. Once it closes, he says, I just got a phone call from my folks. Miss Thomas says, And? Peter says, and they invited me home for the holidays. Miss Thomas yet again says, and Peter now nervous says, and they wanted me to bring you along. (laughs) Miss Thomas stands now with a beaming smile and says, I always said they had good taste. (laughs) Peter steps forward and says, well, I told them I didn't think you could make it. Oh, damn. Mm -hmm. Miss Thomas says, why not? I can rearrange our schedule so we can take the time off. Besides, it would give me a chance to meet all those brothers and sisters you claim to have. Just like Megan. Just like Megan. (laughs) That was like from the thing earlier. (laughs) As she stands there playing with his tie, Peter thinks for a moment and pipes up with, maybe next year, okay? (laughs) Miss Thomas walks up behind Peter, seemingly unoffended, and asks, that still bothers you? 
Peter walks a little more, finally saying, yeah. Miss Thomas tells it like it is, saying, things just worked out this way. I know if I had a desk out there and you had a desk in here, it would make you feel better. Peter sits in her chair, smiles big, and says, yeah. Miss Thomas now sits on Peter's lap and goes on saying, I can't help it if I'm your boss, Peter. And that only bothers me because it bothers you, and it shouldn't, sweetheart. She holds Peter's hand and softens her voice, saying, From nine to five, I may be the boss. But from five to nine, Peter tries to look serious and says, I'm the master. <laughs> She's like, Oh, yeah, baby, give me the butter. <laughs> He's like, My dick feels like corn. <laughs> Peter looks serious and says, I am. I, that's me, right? I am. <laughs> they both just laugh. But she definitely laughs a little longer than he does. <laughs> it's not that funny. <laughs> no, it's right. You're the boss from nine, five yes, to nine. Are. Yes, you are. <laughs> now go back to work. <laughs> both of them staring into each other's eyes. She asks, I'd say that's about even, right? Peter finally agrees, saying, right. She goes on saying, relationships are about two people, not, but is cut off by Peter's. <laughs> when I first heard that, I thought it was a not joke. <laughs> relationships are <laughs> about two people, not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But is cut off by Peter, who simply says, Valerie. Apparently, this is her name, because she responds, what? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, they're making out. As Peter gets more and more into it, Valerie begins getting a little irritated, asking, what are you doing? And she like slaps him, spits mm -hmm. in his mouth and everything, and kisses him some more. It's like, get your meat hooks off. <laughs> <laughs> when Peter tries to kiss more, Valerie busts out with, back to work, Peter. Ooh, damn. And Peter tries to argue, saying, come on, Valerie, you know I'm your naughty little employee. <laughs> and Valerie's like, oh, that's right. You know you want to reprimand me. <laughs> You reprimand me, write you up. You know you want me to bring you the mail? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get my memo and stuff? Like, what? I don't know what that means. What? <laughs> Let me give you the post-it note. Let me give you the post-it note. <laughs> oh, give me the stapler. Valerie. Give me the stapler. Valerie comes back with nine to five, Peter. As Peter begins oh, walking away, he stops and says, one more for the road, and runs back and pushes her up against the desk. They make out and throw Damn. papers everywhere. Finally realizing they're both getting turned on way too much at work, they both stop, look at each other, and go back to work. Oh, damn. I know. So why the hell would a company spring for an office like that? It looks ridiculous. Like <laughs> nobody has, unless you're like the head of sales for some major company, you're not going to have an office. That, I don't think Elon Musk has an office like that. Like That's ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's a thing of the past. Like, I think back in the day, like pretty much like the 90s on back, like mm. all bosses had huge offices like that. They're ridiculous. Like, what's the <sighs> point? This one company I used to work for um, down in Florida, like the COO's office was like the size of my bathroom. You know, mm. it's like, you know, maybe it's a little bigger than that, but you get the idea. Like, it wasn't, like, you didn't right. have this huge, like, room, you know, it's. Um, yep. Where you got like couches in there and shit. And well, like, when we worked at the shop, I had been up to corporate a few times and seen the the 
the president's office and it wasn't really yeah. that big. Like it's <laughs> yeah. about the size of a decent sized master bedroom or master bathroom rather. It wasn't that big. Right, right. Um, they've definitely humped at work. Same. Oh, for sure. 100% they've humped on. They've humped on that desk. I guarantee it. She's got like an automatic door shutter thingy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just probably locks it from there too. Yep. Yeah. It's weird that Peter has a problem with his girlfriend being his boss. Yeah. Right? I thought. Why'd he start dating her? If he has well, a problem with her being her boss. <laughs> well, it seems to me like they must have met at work. Right. So she's like a naughty little minx. You know, she's like, hey. Mm hmm. And that kiss they did like went on like awkwardly too long. Like, it was That's like, this episode, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> same with like what later we see with uh, Greg and his. Well, that's wife. Greg because he's a fucking pervert. Like he's always been a pervert. So yeah, his kiss with his wife like went on way too long. Too. God, <laughs> it was awkward. <laughs> Scene five. Now at a racetrack. Ooh, like a gas station. Yeah. We see Bobby getting out of a race car. Oh, so it's not like the gas station. No, 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 it's not, no. <laughs> not unless it's a really big gas station and they have like a track around it. Um, we see Bobby getting out of a race car in an orange racing mm. suit. Gee, I hope he doesn't get in an accident. Remember that? Mm. Mm. Everybody doubted me. Mm. His crew chief asks, is the shimmy still there, Bobby? Bobby says, God, yes. And it starts shaking his hips. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby says, no, you did it, Howie. Howie says, no, you did it. And Bobby oh, says, no, stop. no, you did it. And Howie's like, no, you, I didn't. You hang you up. Did. You hang up. <laughs> you figured it was the bar under the seat. You know, because that's a thing. Bobby, now with his helmet off, says, I just used my brain. That's all. They both laugh <laughs> at that silly shit. <laughs> As they walk away from the race car. A man on a pay phone says, <laughs> why did I say it like that? <laughs> a pay phone. <laughs> As they walk away from the car, a man on a pay phone says, Brady, you got a call. Bobby says, oh, thanks. And walks over to the phone. He picks it up with a hello. Mike, who's calling from his office, runs to the speakerphone with a Bob. Bobby yells, dad. <laughs> Mike now picking up the phone says, yeah. Who'd you think it was? <laughs> Bobby's like, I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> Bobby says, well, I mean, you're calling me on a payphone somehow. So, no. Good win anybody. <laughs> Bobby, who now has a car running next to him, says, well, it's a little hard to hear. Mike asks, where are you? Sounds like you're at an airport. Bobby, now plugging one ear, says, no, it must be a bad connection. Mike explains, yeah, I called your room and your answering machine gave me this number. I thought you were studying for exams. Bobby says, right. I am studying. You know, like a liar. <laughs> but I'm not in my room. I'm at the library. You know, like a liar. <laughs> Howie, who's standing next to him and apparently just came out of the bathroom with a drink, <laughs> just gives him a look. Mike, whose BS detector never fails, says, Library. Sounds like a lot of traffic in your library. <laughs> Peter says, they're doing some construction outside. Again. You know, like a liar. <laughs> Bobby says, I'll call you back. And goes to hang up the phone, but not before Mike yells, no, 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 no. Hang on a minute. I'll talk louder. Listen, Bob, your mom and I have canceled Japan and Greece, and we're arranging for all of you kids to come home for Christmas if you'd like. 
Bobby sounding excited. He says, that's great. Mike goes on. Yeah, we're all going to be there. Do you think you can make it or do you have to study? Bobby says, no, I can make it. Mike not hearing asks, what? Bobby speaks louder, repeating, I said I can make it. Mike happy says, that's great. Look, I'll send you the ticket. Bobby says, thanks, dad. Bye. Actually, he mm. says it like dead. You know what I'm <laughs> He's like, thanks, dad. Mike. <laughs> like, Mike not, dead. Yeah. Mike not hearing again says, what? Bobby yells, bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. But he yells it. Mike, perhaps getting crotchety in his old age, says, I don't know how kids study with all that noise. And they're riding their fucking bikes on my yard. (laughs) As Bobby walks back to his car, Howie asks, what's all that about the library? Bobby explains, oh, that was my dad. He thinks I'm studying for my exams in business administration. You know, like a liar. Howie asks, they don't know you dropped out of graduate school? Bobby says, not yet. They'd be worried to death if they knew I wanted to be a race car driver. You know, like a liar. Howie asks, <laughs> How he asks, what are you going to tell him? When are you going to tell him? Bobby, trying to drop the subject, says, when the time is right. Maybe after I win the Indy. You know, like a liar. Howie reminds him, hey, that could be years away. Bobby says, meanwhile, they won't worry. Bobby then starts up his car. <laughs> It's such a weird thing to have him become a race car driver. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, like, the, I like them thinking outside the box, but Bobby hasn't really shown any kind of signs growing up that he wanted to be wanted to do that, you know? Except for that go-kart they made. That's the only even remote sign. That's true. Now, if he wanted to be a popcorn salesman. That popcorn salesman. Hell that yeah. That fucking makes sense. Hell, like, hell yeah. yeah. That's like, hell I thought, yeah. I would have thought Peter would be a detective. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, Bobby going to college for popcorn sales, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I know later on, I want to say that Bobby and Peter start a business together, but that's, I think that's after Peter's paral or after Bobby's paralyzed. Um, anyways, Detective agency. Yeah. It'll be wheels and Peter. Um, question though. Yes. Um, so I'm a little confused here on the college, you know, schedule here. Cause then they were talking to Cindy. Right. Cindy's like, I'm about to finish up this last file and then I'm fucking done. Right. And with him, they're like, oh, don't you have to bring books home to study on your vacation? And he's like, oh, yeah, but no, I'm good. You know. So when are the hmm. finals? Are they before or know. after Christmas? Well, I'm assuming they go to different schools. So maybe there's different well, yeah. schools just have different schedules. <clears throat> but, you know, like first semester, it's like the same. We do it, you know. Yeah, High school, true. middle school, you know, it's all the same. It's true. I don't um, know. It's a good question. It's weird. Hmm. <clears throat> You think finals would be before Christmas break? It's the end of first semester, you know? Yeah. yeah. Bar under the seat? I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So, I mean, is his seat loose? And that's what was causing a vibration? Um, Are you a race car driver? (laughs) Oh, so you're an expert on race car driving now, apparently. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Professor. (laughs) But there's like, there's nothing under the seat except like the floor, the floor pan and like the frame of the car. Like that's, there's nothing under there that would be loose. Unless literally the seat is loose. I know race cars are like really weird. Like I've seen like the inside. I'm sure you've seen the inside of race cars before. Like, like Indy cars and NASCARs and stuff like that. Just everything is all set up. So freaking weird. We had one come to our store one time when I was working at Aaron's. 
And I was looking at the inside and it just was like, it did not look like a normal car. True. Mm-hmm. But his is like a stock Camaro with a modified engine. It's not really a race car. True. Um, I, don't, I don't know what that, unless it's somehow part of the frame or an extra frame they put on the inside. I don't know. No, no, no. Mike's such an old man in this. <laughs> He's like, I don't know how these fucking kids. <laughs> I wonder if in the very last scene, Mike's just going to leave. Just going to leave. Yeah, just like he did in the episode. So he's just going to like, oh, <laughs> right at the very last point, he's going to be like, yeah, fuck that. I quit. I'm done. Just leave everybody to fend for themselves. Yeah. That's funny. Spoiler alert. That's probably why they, you know, had him potentially dying in this. <laughs> because they figure, well, let's just make him that way. If he fucking quits, like he'll just die. Like, <laughs> he'll just make him die. Yeah. It is kind of interesting that they brought him back for all this extra I'm surprised, stuff. to be honest with you. He must have, like... <laughs> can you imagine that meeting? Like, yeah. okay, Mike, or Robert Reed, we're going to do this. We'll let you do it mm-hmm. on many conditions here. <laughs> yep. And he was yeah. like, no, I'm still going to argue with every fucking thing that you, bring, that you do. And I'm like... Okay, whatever. I got a feeling, <laughs> realistically, I got a feeling he did it for the cast. You know, because he probably had a career. Flohan probably had a career because she was doing those, like, what is it, like fucking popcorn or Jiffy commercials or whatever she was doing back then. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember those. I don't think any of the Brady kids were doing anything. I don't think any of them. I mean, Barry right. Williams, I think, was doing stuff in Vegas or whatever the generic Vegas is on the East Coast. I can't remember what it's called. Um, <laughs> But I don't think any of the others are doing anything. Right, which is why I'm so mad why Susan Olsen didn't show up for yeah. this. So I, I think, I'm pretty sure Robert Reed probably did it for the kids. It wasn't so much Robert Reed, it's more like Sherwood Schwartz, like, because he's the one that basically fired him, you know? That's true, yeah. Yeah. Like, and what would, how would he allow him to come back? But yeah. I think Sherwood Schwartz is a caring guy, and I think he sees, you know, when people make mistakes, I think he's willing to give people like second and third chances and stuff. So. Do you think the whole time Robert Reed was like, I don't know if I want to do it. You really hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> he's like know, a manipulative just, I'm just saying. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> just saying. He's like a manipulative bitch to where like <laughs> Robert Reed was initially the meeting was for him to beg to do the job. <laughs> right. And now it's the point where Sherwood Schwartz is apologizing to him. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Robert. I'm so sorry. Like, will you please do this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I don't, know. I don't know if I want to now. I'm just saying. Just you know, old feelings are coming up. Strawberries in the script. I'm kind of thumbing through the script here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what color is Barry Williams' hair going to be in this episode. Does hmm. <laughs> hair going to magically change colors to orange? Is that what's going to happen this time? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get to keep my mustache? <laughs> yeah, why did why was he even in the formula for who's gonna obviously you would let him keep his money? He's the dad. Oh, you know yeah. I mean, that's between the boys. That's not between like Robert Reed shouldn't be a part of that. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, because in the sorry, I'm, I'm I should I need to use a turn signal. Um, <laughs> in the beginning, it said all four guys had mustaches, only two were allowed to keep it. Yeah, now only one were allowed to keep it because Robert Reed should have the choice first, he's the dad. You know what I mean? So it's really between Barry Williams, Christopher Knight, and and uh, oh, Mike yeah. Lucanlane who got, had the shave off their mustache, which I think I think Christopher Knight should be able to keep his. Why? Because I think he looked the youngest. 
Out of all of them, of the three of them, I think he looked the youngest. He should be able to keep the mustache. He he's always looked. He still looks the youngest today. Yeah. Plus, Barry <laughs> Williams just looks creepy as hell with a mustache. It looks so bad on him. <laughs> well, I think he was sure what Schwartz is called. I think he's like, well, obviously Mike can keep his mustache because he's the old man, and I think he just went to second old and you know, next oldest is Greg. So he was like, yeah, hey, keep yours too. See, I would think as a doctor, I mean, are they allowed to have a mustache? Because I know, like, if you if you are at like at at the kind of companies we work for, if you're in the um, like the the hazardous material cleanup crew, yeah, like yeah you you, you have, have to have, like, have a you have to be able to put on a respirator. Yeah, you have to have a good seal around your right. neck and something. And like so that. I would think a doctor would be kind of the same way. I would think. But, I don't think so. I think they're allowed. Yeah, I think doctors are allowed to have facial hair because all it takes is one little hair dropping when you have surgery, and it's you know that's why they wear masks. And yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't think a. A doctor can have beards like I got, you know. Right. But I think they can have a little bit of something. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. It's a good point. I never really thought about it. Scene six. Now at Jane's apartment, we see her in a plum-colored outfit. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> With a man. Wait, oh, shit. On. Yeah, man. It's wow, a man. nice. Surprising. And he's carrying a cardboard box out of the front door and looks upset. Jan sits down, looking irritated. The man that comes back inside when Jane is quick to remind him, wipe your feet. The man rolls his eyes and wipes his feet. Jan asks with an attitude, are you almost done? That's how she is in bed, too. Are you almost done? (laughs) I'm bored. (laughs) The man says, I'm moving my things out with as much alacrity as I can. I'd move out even more alacritically. If I could, somebody got the thesaurus mm-hmm. toilet paper last year. If somebody was the dinosaur, <laughs> he'd be a thesaurus. <laughs> <laughs> Jan fake smiles and says, good. But just then the phone rings. Jan picks up the phone and abruptly says, hello. Carol, smiling from ear to rear. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Freudian slip? I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Just, uh, <laughs> that's a Jimmy Klein original. Success. Yeah. <laughs> Carol, smiling from ear to ear, says, Hi, Jan. Jan nervously says, Oh, hi, Mom. <laughs> Carol, getting right to the point, asks, Didn't you get my messages? Jan, trying to think of an excuse, says, uh, Yes, but we've been very busy. Carol, not knowing what's going on, asks, Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I got you. No. How's Philip? Jan says, oh, fine. You know, like a liar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Carol then says, let me say hi to him. <laughs> Jan, exasperated, <laughs> says, all right. She then holds the phone out and yells, it's my mother. Say hello. Philip, who's holding something in his mouth, groans and shakes his head no. But after a look from Jan, says, Hi, Mom. Carol replies, Hi, Philip. You sound out of breath. They were just I was like, well, you know, we're just, <laughs> I thought she told you we've been, we're busy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Philip now getting, <laughs> Philip now putting on a fake laugh says, I've, I'm, I've been exercising. Carol, apparently thinking he's out of shape, says, Good. Keep on doing what you're doing. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> Philip replies, I plan to. He then gives Jan a look as if to say, take the phone back. 
<laughs> Jan takes the phone and says, so what's up? Carol says, great news. Japan and Greece are out. Your brothers and sisters and their families are all coming home for the holidays. We'd love for you and Philip to come too. Our treat. Isn't that great? Just then Philip comes in, but instead of wiping his feet, <laughs> he stomps and kicks the carpet, <laughs> completely messing it up before entering the room. He, just, he almost like fell too. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he did that, if it was scripted or not, but that was pretty funny. <laughs> Jan, still on the phone, replies to Carol, perfect. Carol goes on saying, well, I know Philip is busy during the semester, but he isn't teaching over the holidays. Jan says, well, I'd love to say yes, but... <laughs> but is interrupted by Carol, who says, no buts. Put Philip on. Damn. Jen says, I know. Jen says, uh, yes, mother. <laughs> Jen then tries to shove the phone into Philip's hands. But Philip, who's now entering the room with a fish tank in his hands, <laughs> tries to shake his head no, but finally relents. Sits and takes the phone with a, hello, mother. Did Jan talk to you? Carol, thinking he is talking about the holidays, says... <laughs> Oh, yes, and we're delighted. <laughs> Philip, looking crushed, says, delighted? Carol says, yes. We can't wait to see you and Jan over the holidays. Bye-bye. <laughs> hangs up. Philip says, well, wait. But it's too late, and Carol has already hung up. Damn. His redial hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> Philip gives it's Jan a shame a look. They don't know her number. <laughs> Philip gives Jan a look and sighs, finally saying, obviously you didn't tell them we're separating. Jan, thinking of something to say, says, well, I didn't want to spoil Christmas for everyone. Besides, you didn't tell your folks. Oh, damn. Philip says, I know. Philip says, no, I didn't. But I didn't accept an invitation to a happy family get together like you fucking Ooh, did. Oh, damn. Uh-huh. Jan, now apparently needing a favor from the guy she was just getting an attitude with, says, Philip, it's just for a few days. Philip, who almost whines like a child, says, <laughs> Oh, the hypocrisy. Jan, now looking pissed, finally relents and says, Please, just for the sake of my family. Philip agrees, saying, All right, for your family. I'll go with you, but I don't have to like it. Philip gets up to leave, but not before stopping first and taking a blanket off Jan's lap, saying, My blanket. He then puts a blanket over a fish tank and says, my fish. Ooh, damn. Mm. Then picks them both up and walks out. Hmm. Yeah. What the fuck was up with the classical music in this scene? It was distracting. <laughs> like, at first I was like, okay, I guess this is to set the mood or whatever. And then it was like really loud through parts of it. I'm like, are they listening to this? Like, what? I don't know. It was just really distracting. Um hmm. But this guy is such a dweeb, weenie, whatever insult, 80s insult you want to put in there. Um, <laughs> so they act like they act like they hate each other, yet they're not getting divorced. They're separating mm. and somehow he's still willing to go along with this. Like, I don't get it. Like, do they hate <laughs> each other or do they not? I don't know. I wish we knew more backstory or maybe yeah, we right? find out later what actually happened. Or maybe this is a continuation from the Brady Brides or whatever. Or did that I come after? Brady Brides, they just get married. I think they're all okay. happy then. Um, but nice touch having his jacket get wet from the snow. I don't know if you noticed that, but that was a nice touch. Because mm. usually mm -hmm. it's the fake snow that magically stays there half an hour after they go inside. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
but him um him wiping his feet on the floor was fucking hilarious. That was awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this this guy, I've I've worked with people like this. This guy strikes me as the type that thinks that they're intellectual because they like watch anime and read comics, and they think that somehow makes them smart because they fit this this stereotype of a nerd. You know what I mean? Like he like he strikes me as the type that thinks because he listens to classical music and he can use big words that makes him somehow some kind of intellectual. <laughs> like I work with people that are like that. It kind of irritates me. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but I, I know what you're talking yeah. about. But you kind of confuse me with watches anime and reads comics as an intellectual. Well, there's yeah, I've, there, down here, like the, where I work, there's a <laughs> lot of people that read that watch anime and read comics and somehow that that thinks that they qualify as a nerd and they think that like they'll say things like oh i don't like big bang theory because it makes fun of people like us (laughs) you're dumb that doesn't make it doesn't (laughs) make fun of you by any stretch of the imagination like you are not a theoretical (laughs) physicist you know Hmm. you're barely you know a setup person it's like no (laughs) you're not an intellectual like nice try though it's adorable you think you are <laughs> but anyways, in the Navy we had guys like that from uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, those are all the nukes and well, the yeah, but those are legit weenies. guys, <laughs> right? Right, yeah. <laughs> nuke weenies. But I mean, just because you read yeah. comic books or you know know a lot about video games doesn't make that make you an intellectual. That's not what that means. <laughs> no. So did Jan move into her grandmother's house? <laughs> Why like is all know. her shit like old lady and she's even dressed like an old lady? Maybe she's to take care of an old lady and she died. Yes, maybe you never know. So they have all this nice house and this nice shit, and I guess her husband's a a teacher. Um, maybe I don't know. That's what they said. Is like, oh, does he teaching for? And I know he's not teaching for the holiday. I know he's teaching this semester, but not during the holidays. Okay. Well, I guess maybe he could be a college professor. I guess maybe, maybe. Hmm. That would make him intellectual. Plus, he listens to classical music. Hello. And you can't listen to words, classical like, music and not be an intellectual. Come on now. <laughs> and uh, alacri- alac- alacrity and alacritically. He's right. using words like that, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but they don't really like continue on with that kind of, uh, with that character. Like when he's back in the house, he's not using like these big words and something. Yeah, yeah. Just like a, so I don't know what the point was here. I don't know. It was almost like as if like he was using the big word because she's making him do it. You know? He's like kind of throwing it back in the face, kind of thing. I don't know. See, Savon. Next, we are back in Dr. Brady's doctor's office where Mm. Greg is talking to Nora, saying, But my folks are expecting our family. But Nora comes back with, Honey, this year my favorite aunt is coming to my parents' house. Mm. I haven't seen Aunt Frances for six years. Greg smiles and says, I don't even know your Aunt Frances. Oh, shit. Nora smiles that rude, selfish smile and says, that's why I have a suggestion to make. Greg, not sure what he's about to hear, asks, suggestion? Nora puts her clipboard down and says, Kevin saw my parents last Christmas and the Christmas before. My folks will understand if you go to your folks with Kevin. Greg smiles and asks, oh, you mean it? You're really willing to go back home to where all of your friends are and ex-boyfriends where you grew up and spent the time without your husband and completely kid-free for the holidays? <laughs> she's so sweet. I like how she's, she thinking, is, yeah. she's thinking of her husband. Nora nice. nods and says, I know how much you want to see your family again. I mean, I don't care. 
but I know how much you do. <laughs> I just don't want to disappoint mine. Cause you know, I can't seem to put anyone else's happiness before my own. <laughs> Greg blind to this level of manipulation looks at her lovingly and says, you know something, nurse Brady, you're kind of special. <laughs> Nora, not seeing that she's literally being called mentally handicapped says you're kind of special yourself. Dr. Brady. They too begin to make out until an old nurse walks in with a Dr. Brady. Greg pops his head up and says, it's okay. I'm teaching this nurse mouth to mouth resuscitation. The nurse leaves. In a huff. So I guess she was a nurse. You're right. Mm-hmm. I'll be damned. Hmm. But we really had no way of knowing that. I think it was just you being sexist. Well, Yeah. <laughs> 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 and once again, that was an uncomfortably long kiss. Yeah, that's becoming a trend. Mm. So she's suggesting that he go, that she go to her family for Christmas. And he goes to his separately. Yep, from each other. Yep. And when he has the kid too, sounds like Nora may have a little Christmas present for herself back mm. home. Mm, you know, she's like, dude, I fucking get. He's going to his parents with Kevin. With Kevin. I'm going to be completely kid-free. Fuck yeah. We're she is up. so incredibly selfish. Like, it's amazing how <laughs> selfish she is. He he dated somebody just like his mom. Think about it. That's some Carol <laughs> shit that she would have done. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he doesn't leave Kevin at home alone. Kevin! <laughs> Over the Christmas holiday. Uh, but yeah, she, I put down, she is such a <clears throat> passive-aggressive bitch. She could not care less about Greg or him going with her. She just doesn't want to see his family. You can tell. I don't know if you picked up on this or if it's just me being chauvinistic, you know, (laughs) but you can tell this was the eighties and the female actors just had to go along whatever the fuck they were told because like there's way too much making out on this and it's completely (laughs) pointless. And you can tell it was a bunch of dudes sitting around making it going, fuck it. Let's have a make out. And the girl's like, seriously, like, (laughs) Like, you know, the girls didn't want to do it, but you know, the guys are like, hell yeah, I need to do that shit again. Like that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> Can we dig it again? Sure, Wood. Can we yeah. do that again? Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to wing it and just make out as long as I was. Is that okay? You guys don't care, right? <laughs> and the girl's trying to say, wait a minute. No, not you. You guys don't care, right? You guys are okay with this? God. Well, like, okay, so the make out session makes sense in Peter's scene. Right. Because they're supposed to get a hot and heavy. But you know, something tells right? me that Barry Williams was like, has he of course he has an ego you look at any interview with him with the rest of the kids and he's got to fucking stand up and talk and when everybody else is sitting um so you can tell that he saw peter's scene he was just like no no uh-uh, ain't gonna work nope i'm gonna make out scene too mine's gonna be longer than peter's <laughs> fuck he's such a douchebag well like a married couple wouldn't make out like that at work right it's ridiculous but peter's scene makes sense <laughs> but but greg's doesn't well, plus, I think that the producers and stuff are probably looking at it as, I mean, Peter's probably the best looking one out of the three of them. You know what I'm saying? So let's give him the makeout scene. And Barry Williams like, well, wait a minute. I can do it. I got the sleazy mustache. Sorry. I'll try to, I'll try to lay off of him. It's just, he's such a douchebag. <laughs> scene eight. Back at the OG Brady house. Hell yeah. Damn. I sound like a gangster. You wrote Damn that right. shit for me. Spitting rhymes. <laughs> we see Mike and Carol standing at the base of the stairs looking around. Carol asks, 
Well, what's first? Mike says, well, according to my calculations, all this sleep paraphernalia will go into various sleeping quarters throughout Camp Brady. Kara responds with a salute and a yes, sir, general. Mike continues, Alice will meet them at the airport, collect the luggage, and arrange for them to get here. Carol looks surprised and says, huh, I guess she got her license after all these years. <laughs> Wait, she's not her employee. We can't make her do anything. They both just look at each other and laugh. <laughs> Carol asks, you mean we have to move all this stuff? Like ourselves? <laughs> Mike gives her the... Check out this motherfucker. <laughs> and says, yeah. Any questions? Carol says, yeah, just one. How do I check out of this chicken outfit? <laughs> Mike gives her a pity laugh, as like you just gave me. <laughs> as Carol <laughs> looks around to find the smallest, lightest thing, leaving everything else to her husband to move, to move alone. You know, because she's been doing everything since Alice left. Yeah. And she turns and says, why does he keep calling me a chicken? No. <laughs> yeah, all, my only note is Carol is so lazy. Holy shit. <laughs> she's so incredibly lazy. <sighs> yeah, that was a pretty fucked up line where she's like, well, where's Alice? Oh, she's at the airport. You mean we have to move all this shit? Like, they were going to make this, like, they don't, 60, don't 70 year old them. woman. <laughs> They're going to make your, like, Carol really thought Alice was going to move all this shit and put yeah. it away. That's what she, because she was like, well, where's Alice? Well, she's out doing the fucking list of shit that we gave her. Right. So we got to move this then. Like, <laughs> he's like, yeah. Or you can wait until the boys get there and have them move their own shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> scene nine so next we are treated to some funky 80s music <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah and we are treated to a montage of airport footage where we finally see Alice coming up an escalator she pulls out a paper and checks the flight information on the screen she smiles and runs off but after a moment comes back looks at the computer monitor again and walks the other direction. <laughs> Classic Alice. We then see Carol and Mike setting up a cot in one of the bedrooms. I didn't know what the fuck that was. No, cot with a T. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, look, you just look way too excited there for a second. <laughs> no, I, no, that's one of those military style ones. The kind <laughs> that they use. Huh? Mike's military has no the kind of used on like fucking World War II or something, right? Like, <laughs> I guess I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> You're giving me this look like we didn't have those on the sub. Um, <laughs> no. Back at the airport, we see Alice at gate 118, where she meets Greg along with Kevin, and they both hug. Alice goes to hug Greg's son Kevin, but Kevin wants no part of it and offers his mm -hmm. hand to shake. Mm -hmm. Back at the Brady house, Mike and Carol are putting out sleeping bags in the family room. But apparently the boys weren't around to clean out the sleeping bags from last time. <laughs> because when they roll them out, a bunch of leaves come out. <sighs> Back Damn at the it. airport, we see Alice pushing a cart with luggage and walking with Marsha, Wally, and their two kids. Alice tries to walk along with them, but accidentally walks on a conveyor going the opposite direction and is left behind. Mm, classic Alice. Back at the Casa de Brady, Mike and Carol are putting out two folding beds 
into his den or office. <laughs> I wasn't sure about it. Back at the airport, Alice is waiting on yet another gate, waiting for Cindy. Alice runs up and greets her, but finds out it's the wrong Cindy when Cindy <laughs> runs up and hugs her. Back at the Brady residence, Mike and Carol are pushing a mattress up the stairs with Mike on the bottom and Carol, of course, on the top pretending to pull. <laughs> Mike. Mike's always been a bottom. So. Yeah. Back at the airport, Bobby is walking and thinks he sees Alice and Cindy. He stands wondering if it's them. Finally, they turn around and notice him. Run up and give him a hug. Hey. Back at the house, Mike and Carol have gotten the mattress into the room, drop it on the floor, and lay on it in exhaustion. Mm. Back at the airport, Alice rushes to another gate where she sees Jane and Philip. She greets them with she greets them both with hugs. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yes. <laughs> she has trouble recognizing Cindy. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. Like, especially if you, you know, because, you know, it's not her, you know. Right. <laughs> I think we should go to LAX and find these filming locations. <laughs> I think we need a trip to Los Angeles where we'll go see the house. Yeah. We'll go see where, where Alice worked, like when she left the Brady's. Oh, you know? oh she, you're talking about the original house from yeah. the first episode? No, 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 no. When she went to go work at the diner, when she, when she was all pissed off. Oh, about the that's Brady's. right. I forgot about that. We got to go back to the to Paramount Studios and see if we can find the high school. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we need to go to LAX and see if we can find all these gates and stuff. <laughs> Excuse oh, me. Yeah. Um, that girl Wally holding, looks like she's like 14. Why the fuck is he holding her? <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice how big she was? Why is he holding her? Tim by his daughter, Jessica? Yeah. You know, she's like seven or eight. There's no way she's old. seven. She's like tall as he is. <laughs> what are you talking like, about? She looked way too big to be held. Well, maybe so, but Jessica is not as tall as Wally. She just looked really big. She looked, yeah. <laughs> um, where do they get all these cots and sleeping bags from? They just have that shit laying around their house? Like, I think so. Like, when you live in a house as long as they've lived in, you start collecting shit. I've I noticed. guess. But this is something I've recently learned. Like, going to the parents' house now, like, <laughs> yeah. they have so much shit they've collected over the years. Mm. I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm saying because they've just kept everything. And also, once again, not in a negative way. But, like, it's, I don't know, you just have stuff. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I um, I love how when they show Bobby, they have to play an electric guitar. You know, show him in a leather jacket, you know, because he's a rebel. He drives a race car. <laughs> it's all of a sudden, it's like, all this electric guitar shit. You're like, come on, that's so fucking dumb. <laughs> so stupid. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this is where we take our next break, because that's a lot to digest. <laughs> so, um, so it looks like everyone is arriving in town for the big holiday, big holiday get together. Yeah. Will everything go smoothly, Tech? Mm, probably. Will they find out everyone's secrets, Tack? Probably. Will they realize that Cindy isn't the Cindy they remember, Tack? Probably not. Okay. Well, we'll find out <laughs> when we come back. <laughs> hey, Gen Xers. Get the news and podcasts that matter to you on Rediscover the 80s. Each week, hosts Jason and Wyatt deliver two shows that will connect you with the past. First, 
Listen to the 80s Weekly Newscast with retro pop culture headlines from the world of movies. They are actually trying to reboot The Naked Gun with Liam Neeson. Streaming. Transformers Earth Spark. What did you think, man? It looks interesting, but it looks like it's another spin-off of the Risky Bots. Collectibles and more. They made Tina Turner into a Barbie. Then, listen to Memory Jogger, featuring memories from the 80s and early 90s. We're going to spin the old randomizer tonight. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's spin it. <laughs> Ooh, a big one. Transformers and GoBots. Star Wars. Ooh, we might be here a while. <laughs> Robin Ooh. Williams. What a tribute. Yeah, Robin Williams. Ooh, oh, grandparents. grandparents. Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. PSA commercials. PSA commercials. Ooh, okay. Listen to both shows now on Rediscover the 80s. Search now in popular listening apps or stream from your browser at rediscoverthe80s.com. The 80s Weekly and Memory Jogger. Two shows that will help you rediscover the 80s. We are back. Woo, oh, man, that was a good break. It was. So, so what were you doing the whole time on break? I was just waiting for you to come back. I don't know what oh. you were doing. I just kept hearing noises. I was like going to say, I swore I heard you like crying, and it it sounded like you were like stirring macaroni and cheese or something. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> I mean, you follow the Facebook group. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah. And there was some funny shit. Like we, like somebody named uh, Ben Feed. F-E-D-E. Yeah. He had posted something and it just started He's this. He's newsweek group, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that's his wife or sister that's also in the group. Too, I don't know, but it started this name. chain of rants. <laughs> Like, I don't know if you've read this, but it's hilarious. I was cracking up listening to this. So he posts. Maybe not. No, he posts. Um, so B-Bunchers, that's what he's calling everybody. Oh, I think that's kind of neat. B-Bunchers, a question. <laughs> Every Brady kid is featured in an episode that you just want to punch them dead in the face <laughs> because they're so irritating. Mine is Greg. Mine for Greg is the dropout. I think he is such a piece of shit here. What's your kid or episode annoyance? And so starts the chain of, you know, things. Okay. Bernice June says, Jan, the only child. I really have a hard time watching that episode. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, and, and Ben chimes in with good call. She definitely could use a throat punch. <laughs> So then <clears throat> Tracy Feed, um, Agrita, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, chimes in with Cindy and her damn baby talk. Put your big girl <laughs> panties on, bitch, and spit out the marbles. <laughs> <laughs> baby talk, baby talk, it's a wonder you can walk. Yeah. So Ben, of course, chimes in again and says, Buddy Hinton should have kicked her ass instead of Peter's. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And then Beth Holmes chimes in and says, I pretty much hate everyone except Jan and Peter and Alice in the Romeo and Juliet episode. So Ben says, oh. you're a terrific actress. 
<laughs> it shows it, you're a terrific actress and it shows Marsha crying. Um, <clears throat> Go ahead and make jokes. See if I can. <laughs> Um, Beth Home again says, I felt sorry for the actors when the writers made their characters be super douchey. <laughs> Which I agree with that. Uh, yeah, I, I think with Barry Williams, I think he, that's just him. Um, <laughs> Bobby Brennan says, Cindy in the quiz show episode. I was so happy she couldn't say Baton Rouge. <laughs> Lauren Shapiro Sachs said, with this face, and she posts some emojis. And then Ben yeah. says, Hens don't lay eggs. Yeah, way to go, asshole. <laughs> what? It's, it's not funny when we have to explain it. Oh, well, I'm not looking at the picture. So anyways. I'll, yeah, that's when she saw the red light and she was yeah. like, just froze. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. So so what's your uh, episode that you want to punch somebody in the face? Um, any any episode where Greg goes on a date, like the one where, <laughs> like where he takes our, our, our homegirl on a date. Oh, oh, Hope, oh, 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 where he takes our yeah, homegirl Hope, Hope Jupiter, on a date yeah. like that. That bothered me because he's such a douchebag. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, mine would probably have to be <laughs> Marsha with the attic room episode. Oh yeah, that was a good one too. I wanted to have a slumber party this night and invite six of my friends over in my own attic room. Why did she say <laughs> yeah. this night? Did you notice that? I, don't know. I wanted oh, to have I'm a slumber party times. this night. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. What night tonight or this night you have in your head? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, does she also say yeah. like the year of our God, 1969? Like, does she say that? Like, go ahead and make jokes. <laughs> See if I can. Uh, so, yes. So I, that whole interaction on Facebook had me cracking up. I was like, <laughs> yes, my people. So. <laughs> See, isn't it fun to be yeah. part of the, the very pretty Facebook group on <laughs> Facebook? Because I mean, you, you tend to be, like, like as a person, you tend to be, oh, I love everybody. And I'm like, fuck <laughs> that. That's, they're being an asshole. They're being a douchebag. So, yeah, it's nice to see. Well, sometimes people feel different ways, Jimmy, when they have different experiences <laughs> in their life. Yeah. <sighs> so it's nice seeing you guys do that. You, you guys had me cracking up, so I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't having a bad day or anything. It's not like I was I was sitting on the edge of a bridge about to jump, and I saw your Facebook post. It's not like that. But, I mean, you guys did make me laugh, so that was, that was awesome. I, don't I appreciate it. I thought that. <laughs> I do have a tendency to overexplain sometimes, don't I? Like, as a person, I think I do that a lot. <clears throat> Well, I mean, not I like all the time. in my mouth or anything, but I was just kind of sad about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I overexplain. You know what I'm saying? Like, like not all the time, but I do it a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. So you ready? Hmm. You ready to um, to dive back into this? Yeah. Right. Uh, to fly back into this? Mm, uh, I can't think of a good mm, metaphor. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Anyway, so when we left off, with everyone arriving in town, the excitement is in the air tack. Mm -hmm. Although it seems everyone has secrets they're trying to keep from one another in the family. Will it be revealed or will everything go smoothly? And it's just a normal Christmas visit and then everyone goes home. <laughs> I guess we wouldn't have a movie if it did. <laughs> right. So let's get back into this. Scene 10. Back at the Brady residence, the doorbell rings. Mike and Carol run down the stairs in excitement to open it. Mike says, 
I'll bet it's Greg and Kevin. <laughs> Carol says, I bet it's Marsha, Wally, and the kids. Then Mike like trips Carol down the stairs. <laughs> no. and Carol no. falls down and grabs Mike's ankle. <laughs> As they continue to run to the front door, Mike says, or it could be Cindy or hell, even the mailman. <laughs> Carol argues back Carol's and says, like, you sure? <laughs> Carol argues back and says, no, it's Valerie and Peter. They open the door and reveal it's Peter and Valerie. Oh. Carol says, it's Peter and Valerie. You Mike's lose. Like, you sure? <laughs> you lose. Ooh, you must feel like shit, Mike. <laughs> Peter's still standing outside the front door, repeats, Peter and Valerie, you lose. One hell of a greeting. <laughs> they all just laugh. I thought he paused too long on that. Did you know? Did you think so? Did you think it was weird the way he said it? No. Because he's like, Peter and Valerie, Valerie, you lose. And then he pauses like, that's one hell of a great. It's like, okay, you, you just run the joke. Like you're waiting way too long. <laughs> they enter into the house and hugs are all around. Peter looks into the living room and says, oh my gosh, it still looks the same. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> At least not last time we saw it, maybe. Except for the big color panels. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Carol oogles the young couple and says, don't they look perfect together? Mike puts his arm around Carol and says, they sure do. Peter, not feeling awkward as fuck, just looks at Valerie and says, so uh, we uh, made great time driving out. Is anybody else here yet? <laughs> Mike <laughs> says, don't you hear the quiet? You're the first ones. As they step into the living room, Greg pops through the door with Kevin and says, yeah, but not for long. Mike and Carol run back to the door and greet Greg and Kevin. Mike picks up Kevin, tosses his hair and says, hiya, kid. I'm so glad to see you. Kevin says, I don't like it when people mess my hair. <laughs> Mike says, oh, come on. I'm not people. I'm your grandpa. Mike tosses his hair again. Kevin says, I don't like it when grandpas mess my hair either. Mike says, oh, ho, ho. Peter pipes up and says, Greg, Kevin, this is Valerie. Valerie, this is Greg and Kevin. Uh, Kevin is the one without the mustache. Valerie just laughs. <laughs> so Alice is at the airport picking up most of the kids, right? Um, yeah. when, the, when the doorbell rings, why would they assume it's Marsha? Like she was picked up from the airport by Alice. They wouldn't ring so the doorbell. Greg. They would just walk in. Greg was picked up by the airport at the airport too. Yeah. So like, why would, I don't know. What is, what, okay. First of all, can Alice drive now? Is that like a thing? I'm assuming not. And if she can, she's got a huge vehicle. Because well, think about it. it you it have looks Greg like and Kevin, right? But she you just have, dropped them off. So she's making a thousand trips to the airport. <laughs> I don't know, but why she's not here yet? But think about it. She's got Greg and, and Kevin. So even that, yeah. it's going to be Greg, Kevin, and Alice. Yeah. She's got Jan, Philip, and their two kids. That's four people plus Alice. That's Jan five. Jan and Philip don't have kids. Oh, you're right. You're right. Then it's okay. Then I'm thinking Marsha, Wally, and, and a little boy, kids. and then that like sixteen year old girl that he's holding. <laughs> so that's like five kids. So yeah, she must have a huge vehicle. But because like, you got to think, it's all their luggage too. Yeah, but then where's she at right now? I don't know. Are I'm assuming like everybody's getting out of the outside? car. I'm like, assuming so because Greg doesn't come in with luggage. Oh, I got you. But like, if they all arrive together, 
Right. Are they just waiting outside? Like, are you guys <laughs> doing now? Yeah. We'll come in in a minute. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, why didn't Greg say, oh, they're outside? <sighs> anyway. So many questions. <laughs> All right. Scene 11. Outside the front door, Marsha and Wally arrive with the kids. Wally says, now remember, you're not going to say anything. Marsha says, Wally, everyone loses a job. It's nothing to be ashamed of. Jessica says, we still love you, daddy. Wally sarcastically says, thank you. <laughs> so fucked up. Yeah. Mickey says, sure we do, dad. Even if you're down and out. Wally looks down at his young son and says, I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> no, Wally sighs and says, I'm not down and out. Marsha says, kids, now remember, your dad doesn't want grandma and grandpa to know about daddy losing his job. It'll be our little secret. <laughs> she looks up at Wally as she says, even though I think he's being childish and pigheaded. Mickey says, I think he's being pigheaded too. Oh, shit. Jessica says, he is not. Mickey says, is too. Jessica gets right in her brother's motherfucking face and says, <laughs> is not. <laughs> Mickey fires back, is too. Wally says, all right, now I knock it off. I remember asking you a goddamn thing. <laughs> Sorry. Marsha backpedals and says, kids, this is the way daddy wants it, okay? <laughs> Jessica agrees. Marsha then rings the doorbell. As they wait, Mickey says, okay, pig head. Oh, shit. Wally gets mad and says, well, you little motherfucker. <laughs> but it's interrupted as Greg opens the door. Wally says, hi. Marsha puts her arms around Greg as they both kiss. On the lips. <laughs> In front of Wally and their kids. <laughs> <laughs> then they hug. And I'm pretty sure Greg gave Wally a look as if to say, this was mine before you came along. <laughs> Sloppy seconds is your style, huh, Wally? Hmm. As <laughs> <was> a dictate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so creepy. Like fucking mustache. Scene 12. <laughs> Once inside, Greg announces, hey, everybody, the Logans are here. The family all light up as they enter into the living room. As they all greet each other, the door swings open again. In the doorway, Bobby and Cindy walk in as Bobby asks, is this still the Brady's? Greg runs over and greets his little brother. Weren't they in the car together? I don't know. I'm so confused. <laughs> Bobby says, Merry Christmas. Good to see you. And they both embrace in a hug. As Bobby runs over to see the rest of the bunch, Cindy stands there. Greg says, oh, hey, so you must be seeing my brother. Wow, you're sexy. <laughs> you're sexy. Cindy says, it's me, it's Cindy. <laughs> Greg says, are you sure Cindy wasn't this hot? <laughs> no. Greg embraces his little sister and says, how did you get to be so hot? I mean, tall. <laughs> Cindy says, you're a doctor. You know growth is a natural process. Greg says, oh, I see you changed your hair. No curls. Backing you up for a second. Remember where I said that she says a line wrong here? Right. I think it's the you're a doctor. You know the natural growth process. Because Cindy says, you're a doctor. You know growth is a natural process. You know, kind of like oh, funny yeah. with him is right. how she says it. But I think she should have said. Like, as if, like, you're a doctor. You know growth is a natural process. 
Well, you know, like, mm-hmm. is yeah, it, yeah, yeah. That's how she should have said it. And then he's like, oh, I see you changed your hair. No curls. So mm-hmm. he looks at Greg, very serious look and says, Greg, you know, I haven't worn curls in over 12 years. And Greg gives her a concerned look and realizing that she doesn't get the joke and simply says, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) As Greg and Cindy enter the living room, more greetings and mouth kisses continue throughout the family. This goes on for quite a while until finally Jan quietly enters the house with Philip through the still open front door. (laughs) Jan stands there looking at her family as Philip takes a deep breath. Finally, Peter notices Jan standing there as Jan asks, room for any more? <laughs> they all realize that it's just Jan and continue to greet each other. <laughs> That's now, awesome. They all motion for the two of them to come into the living room and join in on the hugs. Joy to the World now plays as hugs, greetings, and mouth kisses continue. <laughs> It's like that scene from Rocky Horror where they're in the pool making out and shit. That's, that's what this reminds me of. I haven't seen that. So I don't know. You've never seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show? No. Oh, damn. Okay. We recently just had a conversation all about this. <laughs> okay. Um, just With then, me? Yes. We oh, talked okay. about it right. on the last uh, episode of the horror oh, okay. podcast. Just then, the doorbell rings. Mike yells out, honey, is that the doorbell? Carol asks, what? Mike says, the doorbell. Carol's like, I don't, I can't. It, what? The Carol's doorbell. Like, Where the fuck is Alice? <laughs> Alice, door. God. Did you see we're making out with our kids? <laughs> Carol runs over to the door and opens it to reveal Alice standing there oh, carrying all the luggage. Carol says, Alice. Alice walks in, barely able to stand up with all the luggage. Of course, Carol just gets the fuck out of the way. Yep. Peter, Bobby, and Greg run over to help her <laughs> out. like, let me hold the door. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Peter, Bobby, and Greg run over to help her out and tell her Merry Christmas. Bobby makes the joke, Jesus, Alice, how long are you planning on staying? Alice just laughs. <laughs> Does he really say Jesus? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I was going to say it'd be awesome if he did. I feel like that line was improvised by Michael Lickerland <laughs> because Alice laughed like looked genuine. <laughs> so, and, and, and actually, pretty, it was pretty funny. Like, damn, how are you staying? You don't need that much damn light. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I have this similar questions as you. How do they get there without Alice? Like, <laughs> Alice must have called him a taxi. Don't think that makes sense. Well, earlier they said that Alice is at the airport picking people up and, like, making sure they have a way to get home or something like that. Okay. It wasn't like she's driving them home. It's like she was, like, had an itinerary and, like, a way for them. I don't know. It must have been, mm-hmm. like, a taxi thing or something. Okay. Um, so they just yeah. leave their front door open? It's a sitcom, Jimmy. All mm-hmm. sitcoms leave their front doors open. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, have you, did you notice that that Wally looked like Will Ferrell's dad? A little bit? like He looked like he could be Will Ferrell's dad? <laughs> no. I, no? I think so. Um, <laughs> so I put, oh, Greg, Greg kissed Marsha on the mouth. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> they finally did it. That's awesome. And so did Peter. Um, how come Greg and Bobby didn't kiss? Because <laughs> they're kissing their siblings and their parents on the mouth. Why didn't they kiss? I feel like they they would. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if they did. Right. It wouldn't surprise me any more than the other mouth kisses that were going. If that makes right. any sense. <laughs> so I felt like the scene went on for way too long. This scene was like 10 seconds too long. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was way. You could tell and this the, was filler. Like, no, guys, we have 10 seconds to fill it. You guys got to do this like a long time. Um, See, so everybody just fucking talk at once and just greet each other and mouth kiss. Right. It's like, okay. Did you notice that Jan wasn't into that mouth shit? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> because somebody went to, to kiss her and she like turns and like gives her cheek. Like, oh shit, look at you. Um, it's weird though. She did with Marsha. No, I'm so, like, <laughs> so they they let Alice handle all that luggage when she doesn't fucking work there anymore. Like, why are they treating Alice like this? And she's like the old the oldest person there. She's the oldest person there. She doesn't work there anymore. She's not getting paid for any of this. And they're just like, you got my you got my bet. All right, cool. come on, come on, let's go. come on, kids, let's go inside. God dang. <laughs> They just say they grew up with her doing shit for them. Well, you know what that means? That means that they just got to leave the airport, get in the taxi and leave. And Alice had to stay around yeah, and find everybody's lug- luggage. Yeah. She went to the baggage carousel, picked up Holy her luggage. Holy shit. It's like, all you do, I'll get your baggage. You just fucking go. There's a taxi already waiting out front. And she's a straight up concierge. Damn. I know. Poor Damn, Alice. But she's family. She's family, Jimmy. Yeah. She's, well, she's, she's like family. She ain't family. <laughs> <laughs> they made that shit perfectly clear. Well, Alice, you're you're fit. Well, okay, you're like family. <laughs> remember friends? What did you say about friends? Like friends, don't let. I don't remember what the line was. But. <laughs> well, you're like family in the sense that you know once a year is enough, and you know the rest of the time we're just going to ask you to do shit for us. Or you're like family like that. Like that. <laughs> do you mouth kiss with your family at reunions? Like you recently don't. went to one. <laughs> what do you mean? You told me that every time you see your family, like oh, every God, time you go to your go. dad and your stepmoms, you mouth kiss. Definitely not. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm just saying, that's what you told me. No. I don't know why you no. tell me one thing off the air and then you change this, it. You go on the air. <laughs> this, that's not what happened. You told me, you told me you, you mouth, you mouth kiss. You're, let's just move on. <laughs> you well, your photographer, your, your, your photographer at one of your weddings tried to get me to kiss your sister. <laughs> <laughs> that was true. actually pretty funny. <clears throat> Everybody kiss. Like, wait, what? <laughs> we didn't see it coming at all. And it's what's funny is she's like four inches taller than me, so I'm sure we look silly, anyways. <laughs> but we didn't see it coming at all because we're just posing, and all of a sudden they said, "Now kiss," and me and her both at the same time. Look at the photographer, like the fuck. <laughs> And everybody else kissed, so I'm sure that picture came out great. <laughs> you guys look like a middle school couple. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Scene 13. In the kitchen, Alice, still wearing her uniform, pulls cookies out of the oven as she says, those kids are terrific. You just, you should have seen how sympathetic they were, Mrs. Brady. Some blabbermouth told them all about Sam and me. Carol holds her hands up and says, honest, Alice, it wasn't me. Alice says, I know it was me. <laughs> Carol chuckles and puts her arms around Alice. Alice puts her head on Carol's shoulder and says, it's nice to have family. Carol says, family? Oh, you have family coming here? <laughs> oh, good to know. I guess we'll make more room. <laughs> She's like, no, no, like family. You're not family. By the way, what the fuck are you doing in the family room? <laughs> just then <laughs> Marsha, valerie cindy and jan enter Marsha asks can we help mom carol says sure alice says here's the nutmeg carol says 
Carol says, Cindy, get the ladle. You know where it is. <laughs> Cindy says, Mom, Marsha's right there. <laughs> Carol leans into Alice and says, Remember how she used to love to stir the eggnog? Peter loved popcorn yeah. and Cindy loves stirring eggnog. <laughs> Cindy awkwardly laughs and says to Jan, uh, Yeah, that's my idea of a good time. Jan chuckles. Cindy goes on. Normally, Jan, I'd have my I'd have my feet behind my head by this time back at school. <laughs> I didn't know Cindy's a contortionist. His mommy's little mommy's little contortionist. <laughs> no, she didn't say that. But you could tell that's what she meant. <sighs> when did she ever love stirring eggnog? What the fuck? <laughs> and I even put the same joke as you. Probably when Bobby loved popcorn. <laughs> like, what the hell? That's all these weird things they bring up. <laughs> like, what kid Greg? enjoys stirring anything? <laughs> like, what the what? fuck? Eggnog is alcoholic. No, it's not. Eggnog? I thought it was. No, it's only alcoholic if you put alcohol in it. Oh, yeah, traditionally, it's alcoholic. Yeah. I've drank eggnog a million times in my life. Not once have I ever had alcoholic oh, I mean, eggnog. Okay. I always thought it was just normally. That's part of the reason why I never tried it, because yeah. I don't drink. So I always assumed it was all alcoholic. So I'm sitting there reading this going, what the fuck? You're letting your kid prepare like <laughs> alcoholic shit? Like, what is wrong with you? And they're like, oh, she loved it. I'm sure she did. <laughs> <laughs> I love eggnog, man. I get it every year. Hmm. And Rand likes it too. You just don't so. decorate your tree. <laughs> it's it's gonna get decorated tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> uh, scene a fourteen. Okay. On the dangerous staircase, <laughs> Mickey and Kevin stand. Mickey says, "Okay, Kevin, if you do it, I'll do it." <laughs> and then the other kids are like, "Kevin, you're such a dweeb." Sorry, it's from Home Alone. I, oh. I take Home Alone every time I hear Kevin. Kevin! As Jessica walks down the stairs, she says, Mickey, leave him alone. He's going to break his neck. Mickey says, so? Then I'll know it's dangerous. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. Just then, Wally walks past them on the stairs as he says, Mickey, didn't I tell you not to slide on the banisters? Oh, damn. No. Mickey says, Yeah. But you told me there was a monster in a garbage disposal, and there really wasn't. Ooh, damn. <laughs> While he smiles at his son's wit and walks off, Mickey says to Kevin, Kevin, come here. And they both head up the stairs. And Jessica's like, you're what the French call les It's a Kevin! Did you, little jerk? God, I can't help thinking of that. that they should not have <laughs> named him Kevin, even though the movie hadn't come out yet. They still shouldn't have named him. All right. You get the fun scene, Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> scene. You want to read it? Nope. <laughs> scene 15. Just then, Greg, Peter, Mike, and Bobby bring in the Brady family Christmas tree through the front door as they sing a rousing rendition of Deck the Halls. The ladies, who are all in the kitchen, hear this and continue the caroling as they walk into the living room carrying a punch bowl full of popcorn and assorted hors d'oeuvres to the dining room table. They all just laugh. <laughs> Deck the halls with boughs of holly. La, 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 la. 
tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. Just then, Mickey comes sliding down the banister. Mike jerks jerks him off the banister and says, <laughs> Mickey, you want to see your next Christmas? Mickey says, yes. Mike very sternly says, don't ever do that again. Mickey says, deal. Mike says, okay. While he yells from the living room, you tell him. <laughs> so the singing... Cheesiest yeah. scene ever, even for the Brady's. It was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. It was awful. It's like it was the Brady fucking, you know, variety hour all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my only note is literally what the fuck. Like, and somebody thought that shit was a good idea. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, somebody at a conference table was like, that's the shit that we, that we need to do that. Are you kidding? We're doing this, right? God, God, like, so bad. So the men come in with the Christmas tree and they're going to be singing like carols, like, yeah, that'd be good. It'd be fun, you know? And oh, oh, the women could join in too. <laughs> you mean like they just all sing together? No, 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 no. They sing a part and then the men pick up as if it's all been planned out, like they rehearsed it. I, w- I wish they would have just had one shot where like where um, um, Peter's girlfriend, you know, and Philip and Wally all look at each other like, Are you fucking kidding me? Like, Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> all the spouses, especially like, Peter's uh, girlfriend, because she was the one saying, "Let me get this straight." That whole thing. It would have yeah. been funny if she would have been like, "You've got to be fucking like, do they do this shit all the time? Like all the time? <laughs> they did this for a whole season once." Like that's all they did was sing. Uh, <laughs> that was awful. That was bad. But you know, you know that was you know that was Barry Williams' idea. You know it was. He's like, hey guy, you know what we should do? We should come in singing. I think we should sing. We can sing, right? Sure, we can sing, right? And then of course Lohan's like, well, if they're gonna sing, like we have to sing in the kitchen. Like, Definitely. The whole time, like Christopher Knight and Robert Reed are just like, fuck. Really? <laughs> Damn it. Anyways. Peter's like, no, I can't sing, so I'm just going to mouth it. Yeah. <laughs> but years later, I'll be on Mass Singer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Scene 16. The family now decorates the tree. Greg says, I hope you didn't hang that stuffed clown you made in elementary school, Peter. <laughs> if I see that thing, I'm burning it this year. <laughs> Peter continues to wrap the tree with popcorn on a string. He wraps around the tree and around Greg, who is hanging ornaments. Greg says, Peter, Peter. (laughs) Peter says, oh, I'm sorry, Greg, I didn't see you there. (laughs) As Wally grabs some popcorn on a string from the table, Marcia kisses him. He smiles and walks over to the tree to hang it. Mike walks over and says, you're a lucky man, Wally. (laughs) Wally asks, I am? Mike says, yeah. A lot of guys been wanting to hit that for years. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't she had that. so many guys. She was beating off with both hands. <laughs> beating them off with two hands. <laughs> now Mike says, with your job at Tyler Toys, I'm sure you get free samples. That's got to come in handy at Christmas time. 
Wally awkwardly chuckles and says, oh, yeah, that's just the way I look at it, too. Wally sighs and says, I'm lucky. Lucky me. <laughs> Luck. And he just walks away. That That's a pretty ugly tree. You know what I mean? Like with the, so? the, the height of their roof, they could have gotten a way taller tree. Yeah. But that one's like really short and it's really kind of not very full, kind of thin. It's yeah. just not shaped very well. It's just a, it's a pretty ugly tree. And then like when they decorate it, mm. like, I've seen trees decorated like in the lobby of a doctor's office that was decorated better than that one. Like <laughs> It's like, it's got some popcorn on it and a couple of Christmas balls and that's, about, and then some tinsel thrown only on one side because they're only throwing it from the stairs. And that's about it. Like, that's the whole tree. Like, yeah. it looks awful. It didn't look like it was professionally done. <laughs> it looked like, like it was hired, done. Like a company <laughs> to come in. <laughs> mm. Have you ever decorated, like, with popcorn on a string? Is that, like, a real thing, or is that, like, just TV and movie thing? We did in elementary school one time. Really? Yeah. I've never done it. But then it was really dumb because, like, they quit. I think I don't think they thought it through very well because they realized that we couldn't really have needles in elementary school to be threading this shit on. <laughs> so, like, we basically had to like put the popcorn in a bowl and bring it to the teacher, <laughs> and that's it. Like, because yeah. we couldn't handle the needle, you know what I mean? Like, I would have thought it was so fucking dumb. Would have gotten eaten by the kids. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> scene seventeen. Carol is now decorating the mantle with Bobby. She says, you know, I got to hand it to you, Bobby. You sure seem confident. Bobby asks me. Why? About what? Carol says, well, it's almost time for final exams and you didn't bring home one single book. Bobby says, oh, that. Well, just then Alice steps into the conversation and says, excuse me, Bobby, but I've been waiting to see you. Bobby gets excited and says, oh, great. I mean, I'm ready to be seen anytime. What do you need? Alice says, well, when you get your degree in business administration, can you help me out with some financial advice? Bobby says, oh, I'd love to, Alice. But Alice asks, but what? Bobby goes on. Well, well any firm I go to work for would probably want me to charge too much. You know, like a liar. <laughs> he then steps forward and goes on. I remember when Sam gave me my first job at the butcher shop. Alice begins to cry like Lucy did when she was yelled at by Ricky. <laughs> Alice says, why did you have to go and say Sam for? She mm. tearfully walks off. Bobby looks at Carol and says, the fuck? No, she didn't <laughs> I blew it, mom. Hmm. So it looks like Carol might be finally developing a little bit of a BS detector. That's kind of neat. <laughs> yeah, she's true. starting to put two and two together. She's like, funny. You didn't seem to bring how many bucks to study. Hmm. You must be good. Hmm. So, yeah. Yep. And then, of course, and then as far as Bobby mentioning Sam, smooth move, X Lux. Good one. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Way to go. Yes. Way to flash, Gordon. Sorry. Scene 18. Mike, Peter, Philip, and Jan all watch the kids shaking presents underneath a tree. Mike jokes, kids are so cute when they're asleep. <laughs> they all just laugh. Mike then looks at Philip and says, speaking of kids, give you two any ideas? Philip gets a serious look on his face as Jan runs off. Mike asks, what I say? Philip, too, now walks away. Mike turns to Peter and says, I'm just talking about marital bliss. 
Peter now walks away from Mike too, <laughs> leaving Mike confused. I thought that was pretty damn forward. <laughs> what? Like him asking, so you guys gonna you guys gonna fuck with our protection? Like you guys gonna do this? Like, <laughs> like damn. <laughs> I'm still confused about Peter's issue. Like, is he just uncomfortable with his girlfriend being his boss or is like marriage scare him somehow? I think he's like, got some kind of like medical condition called being a little bitch. Like, <laughs> God, why is he getting so offended at stupid shit? Like, if you don't want to date her, then don't fucking date her. Like, yeah, I don't get you know it. What I mean, like, I don't know why he would walk away from his dad just by talking about easy solution. Bliss. Break up. Like, if you're going to be a little bitch about it, then just break up with her. Damn. Mm-hmm. I don't see what the big deal is. You need to drop a zero and yeah. get with a hero. You know it must saying? suck to have a girl that has a good job make money. Man, you really got handed. You got you really got shafted. Yeah. I wouldn't have any problem with a chick making more than me. My wife makes more than me. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I've been waiting my whole life to be a trophy husband. It looks like it might happen. <laughs> I met a guy like that once. I was. Well, he made more um, than you? <laughs> <laughs> I was. Um, this is back when I was with uh, Holly. Okay. And she made more money than I did. And um, <clears throat> I was talking to this one guy. I can't remember how that even came up in conversation. But he was like, you don't have a problem with that? I was like, why well, would I have a problem with that? He was like, I would hate it if my wife made more money than me. I was like, why? <laughs> he was like, because that's not right. I should make more money than What does it matter? Okay. <laughs> like, I don't understand the problem. And he was like, nah, fuck Let that. me guess, when something bothers you, you don't feel pain either? Is that way you try to act all stoic and shit like nothing bothers you? <laughs> yeah, okay. I, just, I didn't understand it. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Man, so did you, have, did you use a time machine to go back to the 50s or did you just do that all by yourself? What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Scene 19. Over at the popcorn on a string decorating station, <laughs> Valerie sits between Cindy and Marsha. Valerie says, you know, I can't believe I'm finally getting to meet all of you. <laughs> Let's see if I make any mistakes. Greg and Bobby, Marsha and Jan. Marsha continues, dopey, happy. Cindy says, and bashful. And they all giggle. <laughs> Greg is standing with Carol as they drink eggnog. He says, it sure is great, mom. But I miss Nora. I wish she were here. Carol says, oh, yeah. So do I, Greg. And she kind of rolls her eyes. No. (laughs) (laughs) Carol clinks her glass of eggnog with Greg's and says, to Nora. Greg says, yes. Thank you. Thanks, mom. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) That was corny as fuck, but thanks. She's not dead, mom. She's not here. (laughs) You know she didn't pass away, right? Like, you know that. (laughs) You know she's getting balled up by her high school boyfriend right now. (laughs) (laughs) Scene 20. (laughs) Just then, Mike announces, okay, everybody, the tree's all ready. The family all drop what they're doing and come over to the tree. Mike continues, who wants to put on the star? Mickey shouts, me, Grandpa, me, me. Mike says, I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Mike says, okay, it's you, you, you. Come on. He motions to Greg and says, Greg, put him up on my shoulders. Greg grabs Mickey and says, okay, Mickey, there you go, and places him on top of Mike's shoulders. Mickey then places the star on top of the Christmas tree, and they all cheer. Bobby turns to Philip and says, okay, hit the lights, Phil. Philip says, Philip. Bobby says, okay, fill up the lights then. 
Hey, oh. That's funny. No. Bobby says, Philip. Phil dims the lights and they all light up the tree. Carol then kicks off jingle bells and they all sing together as one big happy Brady family. Okay. <laughs> Why are they so fucking corny? Like, nobody does this shit. Um, I think some people do. Okay. All right. <laughs> so that's the end of the episode. Well, that's the end of the, the section of the movie. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. <laughs> that's the end of this episode. Ooh, there we go. That's the yeah. end of this episode. That's the end of this episode. Oh, sorry. Ooh, there we go. That's the end of this episode. That was a good one. <laughs> nice. <sighs> so that's the end of part two. But stay tuned for next week when we do part three. Of a very Brady Christmas. Keats. Mm-hmm. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right, Jimmy, I have a little email to read here. Oh, it's been a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little short and sweet. Okay. Sent you. This one, <laughs> this one comes to us from, I'm probably going to butcher this name. I. It's an email address is the only name I have. So I want to say Gaelic may be the first name. Okay. Okay. Well, this person says, this podcast is my favorite. Nice. I just needed to say that it's fantastic. That's awesome. Good. Awesome. We appreciate that. That's very cool of you to send that in. It makes us feel better, especially nice and warm and toasty around the Christmas time. Hell yeah. All right, Gaelic. You know what we did here. We had fun today. And remember, we do love the show. It's just good time and holiday cheer and just... A lot of nostalgia for us. We would also personally like to thank our producers from Patreon, because of course, without you guys, this wouldn't be possible. And of course, we give a special shout out to Ginny and Jim, because well, for one, this episode is brought to us by Jim Larison. Bing. There you go. Um, <laughs> and uh, we appreciate it, Jim, as usual. And uh, Ginny, I feel like we haven't heard from Ginny in a while. I feel like we need to check on Ginny. Yeah, I'm a little concerned, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so hoping everything's okay with all of you Patreon people and um, yeah we appreciate you so thank you mm-hmm. and thought we we're going to forget homework assignments oh it's yes. the holiday season Jimmy I know but this is a good one because you get to go check out the website oh <gasps> Check out the That's website fun. at www.averbradypodcast.com. Oh. <laughs> do a rate and review. Well, you get to do Christmas shopping on our website. If you use Amazon affiliate link. Oh, that's true. Uh, you can also do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or CastBox. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh. You get to tell two friends about the show. <gasps> that's cool. I know what else they get to do. They can send What's an that? email to the show <gasps> and tell us how they like or dislike the show at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. And that's free. It is free. Yeah. Oh, you can join the Facebook group and join in the conversation and the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. Oh, oh, and you heard all the fun we were having earlier. You did. And if you'd like to be a producer, you can check out the Patreon oh. at patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. That's prestigious. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. You can check out our Instagram at a very Brady podcast. <gasps> or they can follow us on Facebook <gasps> and they get real time updates. If real we ever, time? Well, I mean, somewhat. 
<laughs> oh, 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 you can go check out the retro network because uh-huh. if you like the nostalgic part of the show, then you'll like them. Oh, but where at the retro network.com and that's free. Oh, you can check out the shop with our affiliate link at a very slash shop. You can check out our T public merch store and the link is in the description of this episode. So you don't even have to look for it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. most importantly, if you don't do any of this stuff, if you're like, you know what, guys, screw you. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Go watch the movie. Go watch the Brady Wench movie. If you don't have it on DVD, you can order it on uh, Target.com. You can order on Walmart.com. You can order on Amazon.com. Um, or if you kind of snoop around the show notes, there may be a way to watch it. <laughs> yeah, just it might be. It might be. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. That's yeah, mm. so. So unless you have anything else, um, I do not. No, so we're officially halfway done with this movie. We mm-hmm. hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, and I guess until next time, I have been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been a very Brady podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network. <laughs>